Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and ladies. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. for another week of N4G Radio. Do you like that little pause there at the beginning? Yeah. Do you think it didn't work again? Maybe. I did that on purpose. This is episode 468 for March 27th, 2017. First quarter's almost over. Man, we're so close to 500. I know. It'll happen not this year. Next year. No. Yeah. yeah, early next year, probably. Very early next year. We will hit yep. episode 500. We'll still be as lame as we were in episode number one. Honestly, lamer. Probably. We've gotten older, a little more wise in the lame department. But anyway. I've learned how to be lame. I've learned how to be better at being lame. I've matured in my laming. Fatherhood really made me lame. <laughs> I think that happens to everybody. Don't don't feel bad. But with us this week, I'm sitting we, here. I'm sitting here uh, as I say that. I'm sitting here drinking an honest kid super fruit punch, uh, fruit pouch because I'm out of pop. Sure. Well, until I get to the store later. That's perfectly Edgy. understandable. Yep. I have I have Kool Aid fruit coolers, uh, blue and red. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, those are his favorite for lunch. So. Mm. But with us this week, we have the Wombat 2. Eddie? Yeah, we got Drew. Yo. And we have Jay. Bonjour now. Uh, whoa. Sound <laughs> uh, like you had like, a little uh, indigestion there when you were I was, I was I was stretching as, as you as you said it. I was like, oh, God, i got to yeah. try something now. Uh. All right. <laughs> 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 Sound like the death animations from GoldenEye 64. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have... I have lower back problems today. <laughs> That's the other problem of doing this show for ten years. My body ain't what it used to be. I've gotten old. Anyway, video games. We got a lot to talk about this week. Um, especially in news. There's just quite a bit of news. Oh, there's there's that one. Yeah, we're going to talk about news, so. that, that basically solidified that it is the greatest year of gaming of all oh, time. Yes. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about current video games right now. And Drew, I know you're playing video games. Sure am. Because I started sending you video games again. Again. Again, yeah. Within a day, a couple. I had within four hours of each other. I had two games. You did. Can I talk about both of them? I, I'm trying. I what? Trying what to, are they? That's why I was trying to remember what they were. The first one is the Nonary Games. Uh, that uh, came out on Friday. Okay, yeah, so, so I can talk about go. that. And the other one, I don't know how to pronounce it. Starts with an A. Fuck. Oh, and Noxima. Noxima. Anorexia. Yeah. Isn't Noxima like a zit product? Uh, sure. 
Yeah. It sounds like it. Uh, let me check the embargo on that. It's anoxemia is what it is. That it's actually a real life disease where you can't something to do with your breathing. And in this game, you like underwater, right, or something? Yeah, it's a deficiency of oxygen in the blood is what anoxemia is. Nobody's in the email response. There was nothing about an embargo. The game's out on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, that game's been out for two years on PC. Well, then there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk, talk about, about that. Talk about it to your heart's content. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not even always the case. Sometimes they still put an embargo on a game that's uh, been out. Just don't tell you. I, I have a question for you, Zero, if you sure. know the answer. Mm-hmm. How much is this retail for consoles? $8. Want... $8. $8. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's $4 on PC. So, so just like double the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this game is about, you play as a diver who is... Holy diver! Holy diver. Holy diver! <laughs> you also are the star of the masquerade. Um, um, what is the masquerade? What is the masquerade? Yeah, you said he's the star. I want to know what he's the star of. Of the masquerade. What is the masquerade? It's where you, you ride the tiger. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reading lyrics from Holy Die. Oh, okay. That song makes no sense. Well, You've been gone no, too doesn't. long in the midnight sun. Yep. Ronnie might have been on something when he wrote that. Have you might seen have the music song. video might for have. that? <laughs> the hey, music he, video for that is fucking amazing. He didn't write yeah. the song and record the video in the same day, so maybe he was on something twice. Yeah. I think that's likely. I think it's likely that he was... Actually, you know what? I thought I heard he was like a teetotaler. I thought I heard he was like uh, he wasn't a, a, a drug guy. I, I don't know. Right. How did he die? He's still alive. Oh no no no. He's, no, no. He, he did die, didn't he? Yeah. I don't think he died from drugs though. How old? I mean, he's kind of old. I was gonna say he had to be like in his seventies, right? Probably. I mean that's that's a perfectly legitimate age to die of natural causes in your seventies. Sure. But yeah. Holy diver. <laughs> Uh, enough of Ronnie James Dio. Like a rainbow in the dark. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, uh, you play as uh, a diver who is on a mission to collect some type of uh, like plant samples underwater. Sure. Um, something was horribly wrong, and uh, his the power to his uh, diving suit, along with the oxygen, is running out. So you actually, so it's interesting. So you play as this little, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a little android that that basically the diver follows and you're trying to keep the diver alive. So um, you can tell the diver to stop and he will stop and you can go somewhere like that where he can't access kind of thing. Um and it's divided into levels where you have the the level ends after you collect all the samples that you need to um, in that given area. And um, I don't know. It's it's simple for the most part. You have to avoid, like, different hazards. And there are enemies and stuff like that that you have to deal with. Um, I only play probably about five, six levels. But, I mean, it's it's okay, it's not going to blow anybody's socks off. Well, it is only $8. Four on yeah. PC. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> there's not much really to say. 
Oh, is, um, there, is, there, is there like puzzles and stuff? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you'll get like different things. There's like a tether that you can uh, you find that you can grab rocks and pull them so that way they move out of the way so you can get the diver to move. So it's, it's kind of like a little puzzle game. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's a platformer because you can pretty much go wherever you want to because you're underwater. <laughs> um, so there's no jumping or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's really simple so far. I'm sure it may get complex later on, but I, I can't imagine that game be a, being that long, being an eight dollar, four dollar game. So well, like I want to say there was thirty hours. thirty levels of the game. Yeah. Okay. In in fact, I want I, I could be wrong, but the way the menu is set up, it reminds me of a phone game. What because is- the the menu is like six <clears throat> buttons that you click on. Using, like, or you don't use a cursor, but it's basically like six buttons, and I have a feeling that's totally a setup for you push the buttons on your phone. So it may have been a phone game at one time or another. All right. Uh, the other game I'm playing is uh, the Nonary games. Now this one, this one I wanted to talk in detail about. How far okay. did you get so far? I have I started nine 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 again. And I've got one of the endings. Oh, you did. Excellent. Yes. Now that you have the flow system, um, you can just go back exactly to where you need to go, right? In order to see the other branches. It's, it's true, but you actually start out with the flow system. Yeah, I know. But that's what I mean. Like, So you kind of see how the entirety of the game is laid out and seeing where it really branches off. So yeah. you can go back. That wasn't the case for the DS version. You'd actually literally had to start the game over from the beginning and then go to those sections and then remember where you left off and then choose a different option. It yeah. changes the story drastically, but now you don't have to do that, which is a huge boon. Um, I can't remember because I played 999 on the DS back in the day. Did it have any type of animations? Yeah, it did have those really short animations on the character sprites. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly did not have any voice. So, uh, I should mention first, the Nonary Games is a compilation of both 999 and the sequel, which is Virtue's Last Reward. You sound like, um, I feel like a German person telling me no, Drew. 999! That is really fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> <It's like nine. laughs> um. And uh, I have never played Virtue's Last Reward, so that's that's going to be a, a, a treat for me. Um, <clears throat> I will say this. The, did the Virtue's Last Reward have any voice acting? Uh, it did, yes. Okay. This one, everything is voice acted in 999. Um, I don't know. There's some performances that don't that are off. Just a little I, I, bit. I feel I feel the same way. Um, it feels like some of the characters don't fit the voice quite as well as others. Yeah. The um, what, what what they did is that because this game was in development after Zero Time Dilemma, they used the voice actors they used for Junpei, like and uh, Kane, that was in that game into, into this one, right? Mm-hmm. So you, there's like a there's like a connection now between the two games, which is nice to see, uh, but. I feel like the the voice acting is a little off here and there, but there, luckily there is also an option for Japanese if you're into that as well. So yeah, but um, yeah, to me, I feel like I've always loved the art style of these games, but it's weird. Nine Nine Nine's art style for the character sprites looks mm-hmm. strange to me. 
they're they're off. It's it's different. I don't yeah. I don't I don't hate it, but it's uh it's 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 dated for sure. This yeah. was a game that was you know made in like two thousand. So well, not two thousand two thousand, but you know, it's like two thousand two thousands seven. Something like that. It's been yeah. a long, long time. But um, they both they tell a very interesting story. Um, this is one of the one of the first few. Nine 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 was one of the first few games that I ever got into that was like a a visual novel. Um, but so you the, played this game before any of the Ace Attorney games? Um, I was playing it during the same time because mm. I was waiting. I, I think I had played Ace Attorney. The first trilogy, and then I was waiting on Apollo Justice to come out. Then I picked up nine nine nine. Nice, um, but yeah, no, um, it's great. I think um, it's it's a really well done game. Uh, I'm tr- like to me, I've, I'm trying because I like the game so much. I'm trying. I, I don't want to nitpick, but I feel like I kind of have to because there are a few things I'm just like they could have done something better. Sure. As far as like the menus go and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's a little clunky. Um, as much as they put in a lot of work and money into making nine 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 fully voiced and doing the whole, oh, there's a selection between novel and adventure mode that you can toggle back and forth. Yeah, and that actually changes the level of information they throw at you. If you do adventure, it's mostly just spoken. You don't get like context of like what the characters are really feeling and stuff like that most of the time. But if you do novel, which is closer to the original nine 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 script, where uh-huh. everything is kind of laid out from top to bottom on the screen, allow an adventure it would kind of be uh, you know relegated to the bottom of the screen where people are just talking. Yeah. So there's actually differences between the information that you get in both. And I recommend the novel uh, approach because I think. It's just genuinely well written, and you get a lot more context out of that. But the fact that you can change back to, uh, back and forth depending on you know how much you want to read and how much you just want to listen and follow along is a nice touch. But when it comes to like the menu, it feels, especially on the PC that I, I was playing on, um, very very bare bones. Like you have to press like weird buttons, like the icons and stuff like that aren't high resolution. They kind of look out of place. So I think that could have certainly been better. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, it's I haven't touched Virtue's Last Reward yet because I actually want to get the true ending of yes, please, please do because I want to um, I want to discuss that with you because I'm actually working on it. I got a bad ending. I got the what they call the submarine ending because mm. um, I like at least you I don't get remember. the submariner ending. Yeah, that's the worst. But uh, I, I did get that ending, and then I started back. And luckily, they allow you to just look, fast forward all the stuff that you've already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, I'm going by. Why? Right, what doors do I need to go through to get the true ending? Which I have to do. I have to get another ending, and then get then get the true ending. So yeah, uh, the, game. the interesting thing about this game is that it handles replaying. And um, basically going through the game again in a very clever way, mm-hmm. in a way where almost no other game is willing to touch. It breaks the fourth wall in some ways, but in a way where it makes sense contextually and from a narrative standpoint. And I think that's one of the reasons that really um, this game in particular really spoke to me. I, I wrote a, a Brilliance in Gaming uh, article about this game in particular. 
for mm-hmm. a very good reason. And um, don't read it now if you want to Google it or something like that, because that, that actually spoils the true ending. But um, it's something special. And I'm really excited for this opportunity for new people to get a, get a start on this game you, and see whoa, what the big is. What do you mean new people? New, new I said new people. Uh, I thought you said you people. Wait, wait, wait. Get, what get do you your... mean by new people? <laughs> <laughs> Both of you get your mind out of the gutter. Goddamn crackers. Ageist. Is that? Ageist. That's a, you know, a racist against age, you know? Yeah. Ageist. Ageist. Yeah. Ageist. Is that, is that a thing? I, yeah, yes, sure. ageism is a real thing. Are you serious? Yes. I can't. I, I gotta go. There has been lawsuits <laughs> over that. I got ageism. I, I gotta, I gotta go. It's true, it's especially common in uh, like employers. Yeah, you're not allowed to deny somebody. I just thought, so, I just thought that was discrimination. I, I didn't think there was actually like a term for it. No, yeah, there's a term for it. So, can someone sue you for calling them like an old man? No, but if you refuse to hire somebody because they're old, then that's the reason you refuse but what to if, hire. But what them. if they're literally physically unable to do the work because they're old and decrepit? Well, <laughs> then you need to. Then you're denying their hire based on the fact that they can't do the work, not based exactly. on their age. Okay, so you know at least you're covered on that front. Sure. Look, For I don't want to hire you because I'm afraid you may die soon. For now. Yeah. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Yeah. Sure. Not gonna uh, hire you, you have gray hair. That's yeah. It's, it's not. It's not that. It's just. This is Hooter, sir, and you're a seventy-year-old man. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure, sure you can Hooter still can work in the kitchen, but uh, this is not really the place. And then they get sued. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I want to be a server. I didn't build up these glutes to be in the kitchen where nobody could see them. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're we're going there. Yeah, we. Uh, the tangent yeah. is real. I'm playing the nonary <laughs> games. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty great. I've never played Virtue's Last Reward. Is it structured kind of the same way? Yes. Uh, and one more question for you, Drew. How are you feeling about those puzzles and those escape room stuff? I like it a lot. Um, they're more difficult than anything. As like, I know it, it, it's easy to compare it to like a Phoenix Wright game or even um, Danganronpa. Um, because it didn't Danganronpa and, and this made by the same people? Uh, it's ma- I mean, it's uh, like Spike Chunsoft, but they're different teams, you know? Right. Um, but this one is more like logic-based. There's a reason why the game gives you a calculator. Because you're yeah. going to have to be adding numbers and stuff like that. Do you guys, Ken and uh, Ryan, do you guys know about Digital Roots? No. Digital Roots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you play this game, that is vital. You're literally going to learn a new thing about math playing this game. And it becomes integral. Uh, integral I'm not going to gonna, I'm not gonna learn it because I'm never going to play it. It's a simple thing, but it's it's so built into the game and the basis. And in really clever ways, the way... Uh, it's really interesting. This is not a game made for people that are... Oh, um, you know, this is going to be like easy. You have to. I play these kind of games with a notepad out, you know, and I enjoy every second of it. But I take notes on what I find, uh, like information that you have that's of interest, and then you start solving like puzzles and numbers and doing some math here and there. And when you actually solve it, you feel you feel a sense of accomplishment. And if you've been stuck in a long time and you finally figure it out, you feel like a genius, which is always good. Uh, I think games that don't hold your hand 
are kind of few and far between still, even with the advent of like Dark Souls and those kind of games. And this is one puzzle game that does not hold back. You have yeah. to really think. This is it's like a cross between an old school adventure game, but it, it's it's more, it's more simplistic than that. I would say because in a old school huh. adventure game, you would gather things and then just try every single combination you can get. Mm-hmm. But in nine nine nine, everything has a purpose and it's kind of written out there. So you'll see a puzzle. You'll get a like something. You'll find a piece of paper that has something on it. You you know you need to look around the room to see what that goes to. You know, so it's it's not like you're going through like this giant area trying to solve a puzzle. You're just you're stuck in a room and you have to escape. Um, and that, that which I should get into like a little bit of the story just in case people are like, what the fuck is this game even about? Um, you play as this guy who wakes up aboard a ship. Um, and it seems to be completely abandoned with the exception of eight other people. They all have wristbands on their, um, arms that have a number. And, uh, they are told, uh, that they're, they have all been kidnapped by a guy named Zero who has put them there. Wouldn't me. And yeah, it wouldn't Ken. Are you sure? It sure. May have been. Ah, I don't know. You know, Ken sometimes just kind of disappears for a while, and if you don't know where he is, it's, aye, aye, it might be. Aye. It wasn't me. So, um, and aye. they. How, how long is it? Is it twelve hours? Uh, nine hours. Nine yeah, hours. Nine hours. Game. Nine people. Nine doors. Yeah, nine, 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 the name nine. of the game. I could even figure so they that got, out. They've got nine hours to escape the ship. Uh, and the way they do that is there's doors that they have to go through. Uh, is there have, nine of them? Yes. Ha! Ken, it's it's like you've already played this game. Maybe Never. you should just, just play it, you know, or just, just in case. Never. Just play some games that I recommend to you, Ken. Good damn it. Play Duncan Rumpel, play 999. Damn you. Nope. Damn you. He would like 999 better than Duncan Rumpel. Yeah, he, he definitely would. Yeah. Um, And so they, uh, they, in order to go through a door, a door will have a number on it. And you have to find the digital root of the people who are going to go through that door. Um, so everybody has a wristband and everybody has a different number on their wristband. Um, so only certain people can go through certain doors in, in certain combinations. When you go through a door, you have a timer that starts. And if you don't make it to the deactivation in the next room, there's a bomb planted inside of you that explodes. So it's one of those it's like it's almost like saw I'd like mm-hmm. to play a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very similar. And uh well he he's like hey, we're going to play the nonary game. Um and uh it's a really big mystery who is this zero person? Why are they doing this to us? You know, uh who are all the rest of these people that are here? They seem like just average people. Um and it's you know it's it kind of unravels a mystery. The thing is, is that there's six endings to this game, and uh, each one gives you a different perspective of what's actually going on here. So even though you get a bad ending, you learn some things about the people that are in this nonary game. Everything that you do in the game becomes kind of a stepping stone to the to the true ending, basically. Yeah. And um, it's well, really what well if you told. get that one first? You can't get it first because you yeah. actually need prior knowledge of something in order to be able to get that ending. Yeah. 
So it's um it's really good. I, I can't say anything about Virtue's Last Reward, but it is the sequel to nine nine nine, so I'm guessing it's really good too. But I don't want to start Virtue's Last Reward until I get the true ending. So I don't know. It's um if you're into those kind of games, you know, I mean, yeah, it has a lot of visual novel stuff in there, but it also has a lot of puzzle elements. Way yeah, more than anything, anything than like Danganronpa or anything like that. The Danganronpa was basically just a, a full-on visual novel. Um, <clears throat> but this one, this one definitely has aspects of Phoenix Wright mixed in with Danganronpa, and a really, really interesting story. That's um, it's really well told and tons of mystery to it. So, I highly suggest it to people. I, I do as well, probably even more than Drew because I've already seen everything. So I know how it pans out, and I know the connection between Versus Last Reward. And of course, the series as a whole, the trilogy, is now complete. There's The 999 series is over. The Zero Escape is what they're called. It's uh, 999, Versus Last Reward, and Zero Time Dilemma, which came out uh, last year. And all those games are excellent in their own way. So by all means, this is the perfect time to get into the series. I'm slightly saddened that Zero Time Dilemma was not added into this. Me too, man. Me too. I think... But I understand like, why, because it's a new game. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it probably would have cannibalized its own sales, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, and also, it never came out on PS4 as well, right? So uh, yeah. that would have had to do more work to it. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I played that. Um, I have played some Overwatch. Messed around with it a little bit. Um. And then I also started uh, The Last of Us for Phoenix Down. So tell us how much you hate it. You can listen to Phoenix Down for that one. <laughs> oh, the teaser. Oh, no. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He does not like I have, that game. I have officially made it to where I quit uh, the okay. first time, uh, which is where we're stopping for the for the first episode. But, yeah. Um, I mean – as far as me talking about that game, I mean, I can talk about it a little bit. I don't, I don't, I'm so torn on it because I think it looks great. I think the characters are great. The story is really good. I just can't stand the gameplay in that game. I, I really, I really can't. I, feel I mean, you, you play so many third person, like, adventure slash shooter games. Yeah. I don't know what would set that particular game apart from the other ones that you've enjoyed. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Because I don't like the shooting in it. I think the shooting is, is slow yeah. and Is it wonky. because you don't have a lot of bullets, too? Because ammunition is pretty limited in that game. Uh, that's true. but And that's the that, one of the bad things about it is is that when you do if you do run out of ammo, mm-hmm. you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Well, that's, that's part of it, right? It's a survival game. It's not an action game. Well, they sure do try and make it action by having everything run at you. Well, I mean, it's just they're, they're punishing you for failing, you know, the, the stealth element of it, I suppose. You can still kind of work your way out of it. There's a lot of situations where 9 out of 10 times I always try to be stealthy, right? Try to use the shivs. I would, like, shivs, like a high demand kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I use that every single time. Kill those clickers that will kill me in one shot. Make sure I, I take those guys out first because the other guys I can basically melee down to death most of the time. But those clickers are the, are the issue. So I'll kill those guys. And if I screw up, then I'll take out my gun. But I've already killed enough using stealth that I'm actually okay. 
And that kind of aspect of the gameplay I really enjoyed because it really rewarded stealth and, uh, you know, just kind of getting through an area without being spotted, being meticulous about kind of choosing where you want to go next, being really thorough with uh, searching the area so you get all these parts and stuff like that they can use. I don't know. I really enjoyed that aspect of the game. And to hear you say you, like, absolutely hate it is just weird to me. I just I just feel like it's not I, – maybe – Maybe I am playing this wrong. I don't know. I just feel like the stealth is is designed in such a way that you're gonna get spotted, and you know it's really? oh god yeah, dude, dude. You have that listening thing, man. I, I know, Jesus. and there's there's constantly there there was at least three times that I played where I was trying to stealth my way around it, mm-hmm. and it was physically impossible to do that because there was always a guy like looking a, this way, it, and there was always another guy looking the other way. And There's bricks and bottles all over the ground. Just grab them and throw them in a different direction. They'll go over there. I know, and I've done that. I just – it it always tends to work out. Like You can ask Laura because she watched me play a lot of this game, mm. and she was like, you – like you, this, this, this seems too – too tense, too much is what she said. She's like, this is just like you're constantly just having to eventually just punch stuff to death. You um, know? If you actually also, there's a trick that they don't really teach you well, I think, in that game, but it's really good. If you throw a brick at somebody, they'll get stunned, right? Yeah. And, and if you, you run up to them, them, and then you just hit them once and they're down. That's it. Like, even clickers go down like that. So use the shit on the ground. They're littered with bricks and bottles. Every corner of the maps, just use them constantly. Is yeah. What I would say. I don't know. I just and like I'm not alone in this though. There's a lot of people who didn't like the the gameplay in that game. Mm. Maybe but, there's a difficulty side of it that I'm not seeing. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's maybe it gets better. I don't know. Like this is as far as I've ever gotten. Well, which is, it does definitely get better in the fact that your arsenal increases, right? So you get more yeah. weapons, um, you get more ammunition, and also things like Molotovs and stuff like that get easier to make, and those yeah. things are really handy. Or you so, can just play it like you should play every Naughty Dog game. On that, easy. You put it on, on easy, easy and you play through for the story because that's where the game shine. Eh, I disagree. I I liked I liked the gameplay and. Uh, in Last of Us, and I also enjoy the gameplay in uh, Uncharted. Like, I don't like it in the harder difficulties when people literally become bliss sponges. But in oh, normal difficulty, I think it's fine. Uncharted enemies are bullet sponges, period. They are. Eh, you shoot them in the face once they die. No, they the don't. Yeah, most of the time, yeah. Normal no. enemies do. Except for those armored assholes, which take a lot of shots. But uh, normal enemies die in one shot to the head, which is fine. I, 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 the, that's one of the biggest things for me, especially in The Last of Us. I can't stand the aiming in that game. It is like sluggish and just like off. Doesn't like if a guy, The Last if of a Us guy remastered at a, uh, a soft lock? I don't know. You does, should check in the you should check in the options because that makes those games a lot more tolerable. Because yes, their their aiming mechanics in their games are not good. Yeah. Hmm. I play a lot of shooters in my day, and I'm just like, oof, this is this is like Killzone too bad. Oh. You remember how Killzone oh, was? Oh god, not the weighty. Oh, uh. That was that yeah. was by design, and a lot of people like that. That was by bad design. I personally design. didn't like it that much, but Ugh. yeah, but I just I don't know. It's that that's one of the, the people, biggest things for me. I still find that the people who liked the weighty stuff in Killzone 2 were generally the people who were predisposed to like whatever that game threw at it. 
Yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah, Killzone 2 was bad. There's a reason why eventually they patched that game to have Call of Duty aiming. Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason that I liked and then eventually just really grew accustomed to the the weighty feel in The Witcher 3 when it first launched, and now I can't change back um, because I was predisposed to like that game anyway. And yeah. no matter what, no matter what they did with the the controls, I was going to well, like it. So, well, does that does that imply that we all have to have like one type of controls, one type of one type of feel in order to like something? I don't think that's no, true. no, 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 no. What it what it implies is um, that people tend to um, defend flaws in games that they like mm-hmm. anyway. That's no, what, but that's what what I'm I mean implying. is that you were you, you got you were you adapted to a to like a system that was different, right? Yep. And you ended up kind of liking it. That yeah. obviously, I know you could say that like yeah, you're defending a flaw, but when you got used to it and you started liking it, it just means that you started liking something different. You know what I mean? Everything nobody liked Call of Duty aiming from the get go. We had to I also know. get used to that too. I 100% what I disagree with that. I, what I say I, with what I'd say it means with me, as it relates to The Witcher at least, is that um, I I was willing to give it a chance to get used to it because I right. was predisposed to like the game anyway. Um, it doesn't mean that if that same system had, had existed in a game that I was not predisposed to enjoy, that I would have given it the same chance. Yeah, the, the chance, I, I will freely I will freely admit that I give that series chances that I wouldn't give other series. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree I like with you on, right. on that front. But I think the point is basically, if, if you did give it a chance, there was still the same likelihood that you would have ended up liking it, maybe even more than what a standard control would have felt like in that sort of game. See, I don't, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy that argument because I played through Shadow of the Colossus because I enjoyed mm-hmm. that game and I gave the controls a chance. But after finishing that game, the controls are still fucking terrible in that game. I got used to the controls. And I, I, I got used to them, but yeah. just the fact that I got used to them doesn't mean they don't suck, because they suck. They are terrible. That is just an oh. awkward game to play. It is... Ugh. If that game hadn't been so interesting, mm-hmm. I would not have continued that game, because it played terribly. My my memory of the original time that I played Shadow of the Colossus is really muddy at this point, so I can't comment on that. But I, I know what you mean. There are some controls and stuff like that that even though you get used to it, doesn't necessarily make it good. But I think there are cases um, when you do get used to something and you start liking it better than anything else. That's one of the reasons why I keep trying to get Drew to use keyboard and mouse and, and Overwatch. <laughs> but that's never going to happen. Because yeah. there's going to be that time where he's going to play a lot worse than he plays on his controller. And that's going to feel bad. Uh, what I mean is that when you play a lot of games on PC, right, uh, the sensitivity of the mouse matters a lot, what you're able to do in something like a first-person shooter. And, and there was a point where I used to have my mouse speed very fast, and I would use quick, like, small wrist movements in order to get the aiming down. But I learned that when I did that, I was actually handicapping myself in a lot of ways because I wasn't able to fine-tune my aiming with movements of my wrist because there was a very small degree of movement that I could actually make within any kind of precision. So when I started lowering my sensitivity and moving my mouse more, I started becoming much 
better at aiming in general. So this was something that I didn't like, right? At the beginning, this is something that I didn't enjoy. But once I got used to it, I, I started learning to be better with it. And now I like it much more than it was before. And that's the kind of argument that I'm making. It's something that you have to get used to. And because you have to get used to it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It could, in fact, be better. But it's a case-by-case situation, of course. And I disagree about your Call of Duty statement. I uh, I I remember the first time I played Call of Duty, and that was the one with the Normandy scene. Fantastic game. I forget which one it was. Are you sure uh, that wasn't that was... Medal of Honor? <laughs> yeah, Medal of Honor had... Uh, yeah, Medal of Honor, but uh, Call of Duty also had it, too. Uh, Call of Duty 2 had it. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one that I played. Sorry, they so, all they yeah. all kind of mesh together at yeah, this point back then. They do. But the um, first time I played I... Call of Duty 2, I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, this is butter. Like, this is the best playing first-person shooter I've ever played. It just felt right. It felt good. It, it you know what didn't feel right or feel good at all? Killzone 2? No. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty on the Wii. <laughs> nothing on the Wii felt no, good. No, that's all bad. No, no, no. Do I, I've heard that Resident <laughs> Evil Four on the Wii is actually the best version. Yeah, I hear people say the, that, oh, and uh, and I say, "Fuck you!" I'll play it with a real controller because fuck you. Uh, it's got potential. I mean, as far as aiming, not goes, really, because I, mean. I don't need to play Resident Evil Four again. Don't you, do, Ken? No. Don't you need to play that masterpiece one more time? Nope. Yes, you do. Played it enough. I'm good. Okay. I'll go back to that game like one, two years every every time. It's not the best Resident Evil. Eh, it's, 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 a, it's a really good one. So I didn't say it wasn't good. It's the best. said it's not the best. We'll get over it. I'll stand by. What that. were What were we even talking about? I'm sorry. Hell, we I don't remember. We're talking about the Last, Last of, of Us. Oh yes. Okay. Please continue, Drew. Oh, yeah, that that's it. Okay. You can hear more about that on Phoenix Down this Friday. This Friday. Bring your kids. Friday, Friday, Friday. That's right. <laughs> Bring your kids. Thirteen dollars for the seat, but you're only gonna need the edge. You're gonna need the edge. <laughs> Man, I kind of want to go to one of those monster hunter, uh, monster not not monster hunter, monster truck rallies. Man, monster hunter rally would be amazing. Holy yep. shit! It would if you know. We could watch guys hunting monsters. If monsters were yeah. real, just saying. Hey man, if Jurassic Park that is not real, theoretically become real, theoretically, then so can Monster Hunter. Don't don't tread on my dreams, can okay? I just want Monster Hunter Rally pretty in my sure, lifetime. Pretty sure science has been treading on your dreams for years. Yeah, science and science, facts, but you know, really <laughs> science. <laughs> anyway, video games, oh, Jay. Uh, yeah, there was, and speaking of Monster Hunter, hey, I played Keaton 2, that I can finally talk about. Hey, you yeah. want, do you still want to talk about that game? I mean, sure, it's, it's pretty good. The, the, the release that's already been forgotten, because 2017 is a little fucking ridiculous. Yeah, although it shouldn't be forgotten, because that game is actually really fun. I do have one question for you, Drew. It's a, it's a question that I can't answer myself, even though I've been playing the full version myself, right? Uh-huh. Do you think the open world aspect... Adds more or takes away more? I feel like it takes. I honestly think it takes away more. Takes away more. Uh, elaborate a little bit. Why, why do you feel this way? I feel like that this is a great big open world mm-hmm. that is filled with the exact same monsters over and over again. Hey, it's near. Yeah. Mm. I just I, like I don't know. I mean, it, it's only in the story mode, mm-hmm. and um, 
you really only, I mean, I like, I'm just trying to think like the story mode and the multiplayer is completely separate from each other, except for you take your character into it. Um, so either way you can constantly improve stuff, but I don't know. I mean, if you're really into the story, sure. But, um, to me, I, yeah, you got places where you can fast travel and stuff like that, but I could have went without it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going with you on that one. It feels a little, it feels a little forced in a lot of ways, right? It it's was kind of like they're like ah, people love open world games. Let's add it to this game, and people love it. It's like mm, that's not how that's not how mechanics work. You have to really complement your system. Uh, I will say that the Demon Hand is a is a resounding success as far as mechanics go, though. Oh, I yeah. think it's awesome because, mm-hmm. oh man, like the things that you couldn't do in the original Tokido, now you can do. Like a monster charges you, and he goes halfway across the map, and you're like, God. Damn it! Then I gotta sprint over there and start attacking, and it's gonna it's gonna charge me again, so I'm gonna have to chase it again. No, that's no longer an issue. It just runs by you. You just use a demon hand. You just grapple onto it. You're right there instantaneously. Yeah. And it's just so fluid, very fast. You can aim and kill things uh, in a way that you couldn't do before, which I which I very really enjoy. But the open world aspect of it, I you know, I'm not I'm not feeling it too much. Yeah, but I mean, that's completely separate from. Why a lot of people even go to that game? Yeah, uh, we we still got to play uh, Tokyo uh, Two. I know you asked me last week, but I didn't have the game, but I do now. So, uh, did you open up like the second hub, like set of quests and stuff like that, or third? Like, how uh, I'm in phase two of the multiplayer. Phase two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'll, I'll so get I've, 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 I've beat the beginning bosses, and now I'm doing the the next ones. Okay. Cool. So I haven't I haven't went up in. Like my tier of armor and stuff yet? Are you still tier one? Yeah, I'm still tier one on yeah. that stuff. Are but, you, uh, you pier one? Pier one? <laughs> I could be going to pier one later on. Really, um, really? Yeah. Hey, you, you really are getting married, aren't you? Get, get me a new. We stuff. might go to Home Depot. Don't know. Don't know if we'll have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not married yet, man. Come on. Give, yeah, give he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah Home he... Depot is that place where you, when you start going to Home Depot for just the fun of it. That's when you you truly become a dad. That's when there is no return. When you get excited about a dishwasher being delivered. <laughs> well, you know what? New appliance is kind of exciting. Well, I'm, I'm you see, that's because you're getting older. You know what? You know what I got excited about last night. I told my wife. I said, "This is this is the <laughs> oldest I've ever felt in my life." <laughs> I bought a new pillow, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I'm so excited to try this pillow out." <laughs> Is that is that one of those my pillows? No, it's just a regular ass pillow. Yeah. Just a, a regular what, ass pillow. What's the thread count on that pillow? <laughs> I don't know, but it was soft Brian, you, and it you, seemed you like it would yeah. feel really good for my head to lay on. Okay. And I did it last night, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a new bed frame, a new mattress, a new pillow. I, I said that a few years ago uh, because um, I had a few of my buddies over, and one of them spilled a beer. And then we spent like twenty minutes talking about cleaning supplies and different <laughs> oh, types of things like God. that. And, then, and they're like, "Yeah, over. I use that." And we, yeah, I was like, "Have you tried this fucking Swiffer thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking fantastic." And then we started talking about that. And I'm like, "God, we're fucking old." You gotta, you gotta wrap <laughs> it up, folks. We're done. You got a shark vacuum that you get excited about because, yeah, see, see, those are nice. He knows what I'm we talking got a about, right there. And we got a Dyson, but we got a shark too that we use for other stuff. Yeah. Talk about the I got shark. a shitty back. No, you got to get a shark. Yeah, you yeah. got to get a shark. Shark's pretty good. 
some kind but of yeah. really really fa- really fancy vacuum cleaner. <laughs> is, it, is it called like Jaws or something like that? Cause that's no, no, it's a brand of shark. I don't think they. I don't shark. know what the models are called. <sighs> All right, I'm not gonna Google it. I'm not that old yet. All right, I'm good. I'm good. You I'm still young. I'm good. All right, moving on. Moving on. Games. 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 This is your turn to talk about games. You talk about games. Uh, Drew has literally murdered my list of games to talk about. So thank you, Drew. <laughs> okay. You're very welcome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I played Tokyo Eden 2. I played other games. I think we covered that in, in detail. So I'm not going to go into that. Uh, but this week has all been all about the Yakuza Zero because I was on a mission, just like last week was a mission to beat and finish Legends of Zelda. This week has been about Yakuza Zero, and I finished it yesterday. And boy, do I love that game! Just, that game just, is- a, just, a, just this is just a kind of funny thing to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody else on the show would not say this is the week to finish this giant sixty-hour game. That's just you. Yeah. Well, I beat <laughs> it in thirty hours or twenty-five hours to be still. Seven hours, twenty-seven hours. Yeah, yeah. So, Drew, how long would it take you to? And I've been playing Yakuza Yakuza Zero for three weeks, to be fair. But this week, I just wanted to finish it. You know, that's been my mission. So I didn't play like uh, Overwatch. I didn't play other stuff until I play. uh, I finish Yakuza Zero. I only just kind of touch took it into a normal games really. So that's what I did, and uh, I don't know if you guys know about writing narrative and story, and you know doing character work, but. Writing a prequel is hard. It's really, really hard. Because if you know that these characters are still going to end up at this point, everything else in between kind of seems insignificant. And that's the challenge that Yakuza 0 faces, because Yakuza is up to Yakuza 5 right now, with Yakuza 0 in the works coming out. So there's a lot of history that's going to come after Yakuza 0. So to write this story... And to make it significant and to try to add to these characters, which are already so well-defined, is a difficult challenge. And they rose to that challenge and just met it 100%. Because the things that these characters go through and these kind of like character-defining moments that they have in Yakuza 0 is something really special, I feel. Um, and just playing through the main mission and not really kind of delving too far into just the sub stories and i did some of the sub stories but I, I wasn't more interested in the main story more than anything else so when i was concentrating on that it just really went by in a brisk pace and one thing happens after another these like revelations uh kind of go on and these uh events that unfold that end up really showing the kind of relationships these people have and how that'll eventually play out in the in the in the sequels more or less in the yakuza one and stuff like that especially the relationship between nishiki and Kiryu, which are Kiryu being the main character, and Nishiki kind of being his sworn brother, and what's going to happen in Yakuza Kiwami, it really like breaks my heart to see uh, these events unfold and how close they are as uh, as friends. Uh, and in the whole Yakuza, the mythos, I call it mythos, but you know it's kind of like the culture of it, right? It's fascinating. The hierarchy, the honor, uh, what it really means to be a Yakuza. It's not just about kind of like. Killing people. It's not about just like running people down for money. There's a lot more to it than that. And seeing all that uh, kind of unfold on screen was pretty exceptional. And yeah, Yakuza Zero, man. I think as far as the story goes, this is one of my favorites. I won't. I won't say that it's my favorite, but the presentation of it was uh, pretty pretty good. 
I enjoy the the combat, especially with being able to change between different forms. What what the oh yeah, Ken? Uh, what uh, forms did you typically use for each character? Because I'm curious. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I used. Uh, I'm trying to remember the names of them. I for um, Kiryu, I stuck with mostly the default one. Did I, did, okay. I didn't care for the. I mean, once you learn some more, some of them were kind of neat, but I just didn't like the way they played. Uh, and then for. Uh, What's his name? Gojira? Majima. Majima. Yeah, Majima. Uh, mostly the bat. And the, the bat and the, the, the breakdance. The breakdance break was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, I, I won with Beast once I unlocked a lot of I skills. Just, I, don't like, I don't like Beast. It's not my style. Dude, it's, it's too slow for me. It's not my style. It, it is slow, but if you have some stuff laying around, oh, no, no, that's, he picks that... those things automatically and just goes into a whirlwind of death of furniture. Oh yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Furniture death. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so much fun, and and the, and the the things you can do, you just kind of just like stand there and just take hits, and as they attack, you just like grab them and like a bear hug, break their back, and like lay them out. The the action, the violence is something special. It's hilarious. And it's, yeah, and they uh obviously they dramatize it so that it you know it's comical more so than it is just visceral, right? And I think that's a nice touch because the things that you do to people. You literally pick someone up. I don't know wrestling moves, but I don't know if this is physically possible, okay? He picks them up above his head, jumps like six feet in the air, and slams them on the ground face first. Is that a real move in wrestling, Ryan? You, you would know, right? I mean, it probably could be. I'd have to see it to tell you what, what kind of move it was. Well, I mean, I, you couldn't jump six feet in the air. I was going to say, you, there's no human that could jump six feet in the air with somebody suspended over their head. That's This is not going to happen. Hey, man, if you're really, really strong and that other guy is kind of light-ish, I'm, you know, maybe... maybe you ain't going to jump six feet in the air. Oh, you ain't going to jump six <laughs> feet in the air. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm saying if they did, maybe I'll watch wrestling. I mean, just just, just get good wrestling. Jesus Christ, just just watch <laughs> as, what you know, Yakuza does and just do that. Don't you wow. know wrestling is not about the fighting? It's not? What's what's going on with that? It's, is, not, it's not about the fighting? About the, no, it's about the pageantry. Yeah, it's about exactly. the, the soap opera-ness of it, the drama. Have I think there's a lot seen... of pageantry in lifting someone above your head and face-planting them six feet up, man. I think That's, that's like 2% of wrestling is the actual yeah. fighting. It really is. You should watch. Have you ever seen Wrestling Isn't Wrestling? Yes. That's a fantastic YouTube thing that you need to watch, Jay. Do I need to watch it, though, Drew? Yeah. yeah. You should watch it. It's pretty. You'd it's, like it. It's You'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll write it down. What's it called? Wrestling, wrestling isn't, isn't Wrestling. Wrestling isn't Wrestling. Okay, I wrote it down. I should watch it after the show. Okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, Yakuza yeah, 0 is exceptional. This is another game that came out in like what January? Yeah, uh, it was January. Ken? Yeah, January. yeah. Now I'm just catching up at the end of March, so you know, this this year has been crazy. Don't don't sleep on Yakuza Zero, please. If anything that I said like even remotely interesting, if you like the idea of a Japanese like uh, story driven open world game with some really funny humor, great action, and some really heartbreaking drama, then Yakuza Zero is a game for you, and this is the perfect place. To get started into it, I know uh, you know Ken. You gave the uh, the game an excellent score. Yes. Are you interested in seeing what happens in like Yakuza Kiwami, which is a direct follow up to this game? Later yeah, but that that'll be like a next year game. Yeah, yeah, but it's got you interested, right? From not knowing anything to not being interested, this game got you interested, correct? Absolutely. Those characters are extremely interesting, and I'm glad that I didn't know anything about them going in. 
awesome. That's that's what I love to hear. Uh, something that I love kind of getting introduced to someone uh, for the first time. That's, so that's fantastic. So yeah, by all means, try out Yakuza Zero. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Easy, easy week. All right, Ryan, you got anything to talk about? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, the same stuff that I've been talking about forever. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I've been playing Horizon. That's really all I've played. Um, just trying to pound through it a little more. I'm about 21 hours in now. I'm level 30. Um, I'm still only 38 percent of the way done with the game. Because I'm just taking my time, and I just enjoy hunting the machine so much that I end yeah. up spending a lot of my time just killing stuff that I don't even really need to kill, just because it's so much fun. Um, the uh, uh, the rock breakers are awful. I mean, oh. I mean that in the best way possible. They're a blast oh. to fight. They're uh, terrifying. They dude. are like, so oh freaking hard. Um, it's so hard. Uh, but they're really, really fun to to fight against. The um, I'm at the point now where I don't. I'm not really. Um, I don't really have that same tension when I'm fighting like the Thunderjaws because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I've kind of figured out their pattern now. Right. Um, but uh, uh, the Rockbreakers, man, are just they can throw like a hundred rocks at you at once. It feels like um, it's just impossible to get away from. Um, there's a corrupted zone where you gotta fight three at once. Oh, Have fun with God. that. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Don't even want to think about it. Um, so, uh, but I'm, I'm playing that and, um, uh, still continuing to have an absolute blast with it. Um, on a gaming related but not gaming note, I finished the, uh, third Witcher novel, fifth book, third novel, um, and am on, on, uh, have begun the fourth. Um, so I've only got two of those novels left, um, and then I, I picked up the graphic novels because they were on sale this week. So I've already yeah. read through most of the first one because I actually have the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm going to read through that again and then read. How, the how are the graphic novels? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I didn't check out any of those yet. So the um, the uh, the only thing I have to base it on are the comic books, which make up the graphic novel, right? And I've only read the first the the first book I think is made up of either four or five um, comics, and I've read the first three, and uh, they're really good. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I really like them. It's a, it's a nice little kind of side story. Uh, but the books, uh, having having now read through, uh, like I said, five of the seven that are available, um, I it 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 just adds so much understanding behind the story that the games tell. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I, I would almost consider them essential reading. Um, if you care about the, the, the overall story around the, the Witcher and the characters, because, does, uh, um, I, I, have, I do have one question if I can stop yep. you for a second. Um, does the story, I mean, the, the Witcher as a trilogy is finished now, right? It's like, that's, that's yes. the last Witcher game we're going to get. Does uh, the story well, they've continue? Said, they've said it's the last, um, it's the last story starring Geralt that we're going to get, but they haven't said that they're done with the universe. Oh, that's a good caveat. I like it. Yeah. Does the books continue off where Witcher 3 leaves off? No, actually. The books... um, So this isn't a spoiler for anybody that... So if you haven't played The Witcher 1, or I guess The Witcher 2, um, and you don't want to be spoiled, 
pause for a second. This isn't really a spoiler because they tell you basically right at the beginning of the first game. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure I know what you're going to say. So at the at the end of the books, Geralt dies. Now you don't. I won't say how or anything like that. They do tell you in the games. So if you've played the games, that's been spoiled for you already. Um, that's where the books end. Okay. Um, so I already I'm going into this novel series already knowing how it ends, but it's everything leading up to the end that's important, not the actual end. Yes, of course. Um, so the um, the 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 games all take place after the novels, um, like uh, like two years after the novels. Um, so the only thing that I'm curious about is there is a um, and I won't spoil what he's doing during this time either, although they do talk about it in the games. There is about a two-year time period where Geralt is, between the end of the books and the games, where Geralt is doing something else um, that they haven't ever explored in the fiction. Um, so I'm curious to see if and when they handle that um, in a spinoff or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, CD Projekt Red has said they're not done with the license, but they're done with that. That's their last Geralt story. Um, so the um, uh, but yeah, the books give a ton of backstory on um, sort of everything that happens between or um, uh, leading up to where you get in the games. So you meet characters like. Um, uh, well, you get introduced to obviously Dandelion, and you get a lot of Yennefer, and you get a lot of. Uh, there's some Triss in there too. Um, ton of Siri in the books. You get a lot of backstory for Siri in the books. Um, even side characters um, are uh, you get a lot more fleshed out in the books, um, including uh, Regis, who you meet in the Blood and Wine expansion. Uh, he's a main character in the the last three books. Or at Who least wants the last to be a billionaire? <laughs> Not that Regis, <laughs> uh, different Regis. Um, but uh, it just ha- it adds a whole new layer of understanding uh, around. So Zoltan, the the dwarf that you meet a lot throughout the series, he's in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's a it's a good. Um, it's a good backstory, which I, I'm sure the author of the book series would probably get mad that I'm referring to his incredibly <laughs> popular book series as backstory for the games. Yeah. Uh, but it, it really it really fills out everything pretty nicely. Yeah, I got I to get back long, into reading them. They're not like Game of Thrones long. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the book I'm on now, Tower of Swallows, is about I think 450 pages, so it's not too bad. Tower yeah, of Swallows sounds like a brothel, doesn't it? Yep. Sure actually, that's, that's actually a really good name for like. Hmm. HBO's um, gonna pick up, and <laughs> after Game of Thrones ends, they're gonna do The Witcher. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know there has been discussion about doing a Witcher TV series. The, wasn't there one? There was. Well, there was. The there was a Polish one. Yeah. But, but like, um, if, if HBO it, does it, they would probably do it justice. They would. Yeah, I think they'd do it justice. So. Um, the books, by the way, aren't aren't as um, sex heavy as the games are. Mm. You're not even close. Well, HBO honestly. would make it. No, yeah. they would. Yeah, you're right. There's just tits and dicks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go yeah. back and watch the Witcher television show, the Polish one, yeah, 
it reminded me of like it, it has the same quality as like Hercules and Xena. Yes. <laughs> it reminds me of that, and I was like, I could actually get down for this. And I was like, I watched a couple episodes of it. Yeah, they they've been they've been talking about doing either a movie or a uh, TV series for a while. I hope if they do it, I hope they do a TV series and not a movie. I just don't think the mm-hmm. I don't think that sort of saga suits itself well to a a movie. Well, you know? Ryan, you're you're to me, you're like the most knowledgeable person when it comes to the Witcher series that I know personally, right? So my question too is like, who should they cast for Geralt of Rivia for a live action TV show? Honestly, honestly, um, I think, uh, and I, I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong, but um, is it Mads Mikkelsen? Oh yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. I think, I think he'd be good. I think it's just oh. Mad, isn't it? Like the S is silent. Uh, I might be, uh, but that's uh, uh, the Death Stranding guy, right? Yeah, that's, that's uh, he's also yeah. Hannibal. On, no, yeah, yeah, Hannibal. Um, he was the bad. He was Le Chiffre in uh, Casino Royale. Casino yeah. Royale. Yep. Yeah, well, I think he'd be good at it. He's a terrific actor, first of all. I think he can definitely look the part as well. Yeah, well, there's a That's movie. A I can't remember what it's called, but there's a movie out where he actually has long gray hair, and he looks like Geralt. So I think he'd be a good fit. Nice. Good choice, man. So, but anyway, the uh, uh, I recommend the books heartily. Um, so, they're I mean, they're not that expensive. They're like six or seven bucks, maybe eight bucks a piece for the older ones. I think even the newest one that just got localized here, which is called Lady of the Lake, that one I think is like 11 bucks on Amazon. I haven't picked it up yet because it just came out this month, but um, that's uh, that's the next one after the one I finish now. Boom. Boom. All right, is that it? Hello? Then. I said that's it. You oh, guys not hear me? No, I didn't hear anything. No. It was like dead oh, silence for like 30 seconds. What happened? Did we lose Drew? I don't know. Can y'all still hear me? I'm yeah, here. I can hear you. What is the... Okay. Oh, you're putting a picture in there. Okay, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll wrap this up. I don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, finish my Mass Effect review. I still like that game. Um... It has problems, for sure. Uh, I think the biggest theme to my review of that game is that it's 100% safe. Feels like it makes too many callbacks to the original trilogy instead of trying to set its own. It, it suffers the Halo 4 problem, where you're getting a new trilogy, but at the same time it feels too much like the old trilogy. So, But no, it's if you like Mass Effect, you should definitely play that game. Just don't go into it expecting... You know, a new, a new generation. It's it's kind of like the same generation. Do you, do you think a lot of people are saying that that game didn't get enough development time, and it kind of got rushed out because it, that I re- I read a couple of things and it seems to have a bit of a tumultuous like development cycle. It, it's people leaving, the, yeah. you know, during development, like key people, and a lot of things kind of going back and forth. Uh, do you think it's something that maybe needed another year to really flush out some of the details to make it something better? Or I, I, I feel like they could have made it better in a year, but I don't mm-hmm. think it would have changed the overarching problem that mm-hmm. that game has. Okay. So the the biggest problem is that it's just kind of too samey and safe. Yeah, it feels, it feels very safe. Um, 
the story does flesh out towards the end, and it gets mm-hmm. really good, uh, especially if you do the memories. If you play that game, do the memories. I can't say that enough. What are these? Well, don't spoil what I guess like, the details of them. But what are the memories? Memories are so your character that you play as. Um, there's a collectible in the game, which are these like uh, these little memories that you pick up, and the more of them you pick up, you unlock memories mm-hmm. of a certain person in your life, and those tell the best parts of the story of why they went to Andromeda and mm. how that came to be and what happened and even some ties into the previous universe. So those are probably the most interesting story pieces of that game, especially the payoff. It's pretty good. Okay. So if you play that game, do the memories. Those are really good. Uh, I, I got the game in, in the mail with Tokiden 2 at the same day, and I decided to play Tokiden instead. Yeah, there's a lot to Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, it is a legitimate, giant, open-world game. It's huge. Um almost too big. Like, some of the stuff is not that interesting. Um, but the core story is good enough. Once it gets rolling, it takes a few hours to get rolling, which I hate saying that about a game, because I feel like a game should be good from the gate out of the gate. Um, but once it does get going, it gets a lot better. So. Okay. Um, I also play this game it's called Troll and I. I thought... He is, he is, he's reviewing okay. it. Um, I don't know his feelings on this game, but after playing it, I feel really bad about giving him this game. <laughs> it's a How bad, bad is, it's a bad it? game. What makes it bad? Uh, it plays kind of like garbage. It looks pretty bad. Uh, the controls are not what you want them to be. It's not all that interesting. It feels very generic and low budget. Uh, and I only mention that because it's fifty fucking dollars. Mm. It's just it's not when I when I saw the like the cover and the whole aspect of the having a giant next to you the whole time, it reminded me of um, what is Majin that? In the Forsaken yeah, Majin Kingdom. and the, Majin thing, and kind the of Forsaken like thing. Kingdom is an incredible game. This is not it is a fantastic game. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. You should play that game. It's really good. It mixes I, a little. I have it. I, it mixes I have a little it. bit of Pokemon and with a little bit of uh, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of Zelda, a little bit. Yeah, it definitely has some Zelda in it. It is really good. Like that is one of my biggest hidden gems from the 360 days. I love that game. Yeah, Majin and Forsaken Kingdom was like, and it had like this Disney kind of feel to it, where it had like you know it was like. Two buddies, and one's a really big giant, but he's like a gentle giant. And, you know, it was that's actually a really good game. Yeah, I really, really like that game. Uh, this game is not that game. It no. will never be that game. It is not a good game. Don't buy this game. Um, but yeah, I, I played it for about a half hour and turned it off. I'm like, this is this is bad. Oof. Uh, and then I played a bunch of Ghost Recon because that game is still one of the best. Uh, I don't feel like playing anything else. So let's just dick around games. Man, I need to jump back into that. Yeah. Um, I did a story mission where I did that thing that everybody wants to do in open world games. So we were going to a mission. I landed the helicopter. I got out. I strapped like four blocks of C4 to the helicopter. I flew <sighs> right into the middle of the base. We all got out, started running different directions, and then, boom! 
It was kind of fantastic. Oh, was it you and Justin and Dave? Uh, just me and Justin. But, mm. uh, yeah, that was... That's super fun. Like, that game is just stupid. Uh, and the latest patch lets you turn the radio off by default all oh, the time. Snap. Thank Christ. Yes. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, I did play Overwatch. Um, what do you think of Orissa? Orissa is fun. Um, it's typical in quick play right now where as soon as the match starts, you know, people on both sides of the team just pick her. Yeah. Because they're trying her out. But I did get to play as her a couple times. She definitely takes a little getting used to. Uh, mm-hmm. I constantly forget to pop my defense. Yeah. Because yeah. that's super helpful. Uh, also, that... her gun taking a few seconds to spin up uh, takes getting used to. Mm-hmm. The arc of throwing the shield definitely takes getting used to. But the little, like, mini uh, gravity ball yeah. is... Farrah's going to get her ass beat now. Uh, I mean, that thing is really slow to shoot it is, at it. But you can, that, but you can set it off. And yeah, yeah, when yeah. she's close to the ground, you pop it, pull her down, and oh, it fucks her up. Especially yeah, if you grab her good. when she's doing her boost. Like, that is super satisfying. Yeah, she's fucked if she's doing her boost right then. Yep. It's uh, really good to get people off ledges and stuff like that, too. Just make them fall down the ground. Yeah, like or when a tracer's trying to run away from you, you just pop it and pull her back. The uh, The trick is to actually use the right-click, right? And you can actually still shoot while you're using the right-click. Yeah. So you do the right-click, and then you already start shooting left-click into where they're going to be sucked in. So by the time they get sucked in, the bullets are already there, just there waiting for them. Oh yeah, and it's, and her gun is her gun is nice. Like I said, it takes a few seconds to spin up, um, and it takes a little while to get used to the like the spread of it. But it's a nice gun. Yeah, it's actually pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, the, immediately we played Hanemura, and defense was trying to pull a Reinhardt slash Orisa shield like nonstop shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, took me 30 seconds to figure that out and get around it. It's called Winston, baby. <laughs> I just jump in behind him, pop my shield, and oh, the fact that his shield now starts recharging as soon as I drop it is a beautiful thing. Oh, I forgot about that change. That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, it, you... is. it is. I didn't know that was already that's in a, that's, that's a good buff for Winston. Yeah, Winston needed that's some cool. buffs for that shield because when you popped it, it didn't start recharging until... It got killed, but now as soon as you pop it, which it lasts for 7 seconds if somebody doesn't attack it, and the cooldown is 13 seconds, so you only have 6 seconds between when you can and cannot have a shield. That's really good. God, I play this game too much to know those stats. Yeah. Also, Junkrat Junkrat in close range, I will fucking kill you now. They haven't done the Lucio change yet, have they? No, there was no Lucio change in this one, and I got her um, grenade... Nerfed. Her, her uh, grenade is the same. Her damage got nerfed. I thought the grenade got nerfed and the damage stayed the, the same. The oh. uh, the PTR the PTR that was changed, but in the live version, I actually looked at it yesterday. Her damage was reduced by like twenty or thirty, but her grenade remains the same now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. good because her grenade was fine. I think her grenade uh-huh. was fine. But uh, Lucio's junk- going to have some crazy changes. Junkrat close range. Fuck you all now. I can't hurt myself, and it's a beautiful thing. Oh, God, fucking... This is no longer a suicide bomber, it's just a bomber now. Yeah, I'm uh, just a bomber, bomb. so y'all in trouble now. 
<laughs> I used to feel okay being Reaper against like junk rap, but now it's kind of scary. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I don't no. know. I'm I'm lobbing at your that. feet. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> lobbing at your own feet, man. That's oh yeah, no, absolutely. I just I don't even when I play as Junkrat, I never stop pulling the trigger. There's no point to stop pulling the trigger now. Oh man, that game's still fun. Uh, and then the last game I played, I can't talk about everything, but I can talk a little bit about. I've played a bunch of ukulele. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, if you put a bird. And a bear in that game? This is fucking Banjo 3, baby. Uh, how's the humor in that game? It's good. Um, it's good? There yeah. is a lot of reference humor in that game. Uh, for example, one of the loading screens pops up and says, if cartridges were still popular, this game would have already loaded. <laughs> um, there are characters in the game that are named after other characters from other games. Really? And Yuka always makes a comment about it, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, I will give you one example. There's a minecart level in almost every level. And the guy's name is Kartos. Okay. And the first time you meet him, Yuka goes, let me guess, you're the god of ore. Nice. That's pretty good. Is it good. voice acted? No, 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 no. It's all text, and then the voices are Banjo-Kazooie. So, which will make a news story later kind of funny. But yeah, it's it's straight up banjo. There's like ten different collectibles in every level. <laughs> so uh, there that's, are that's one thing I never liked about those though. Um there are quills, which are the currency in the game. They're used to uh-huh. purchase new moves. Uh so there's two hundred of those in every level. Uh there are five ghosts per level. Each one you have to you have to have a different strategy to catch. For example, some of them require different moves, some of them require different elementals, some of them just require you being fast. Um, Pages are essentially stars, so you use those to unlock new levels. One of the cool things I like about this game is each world starts off as one world, and eventually you can use your extra pages to expand that world. So you can go back and say, okay, it took one page to unlock this world, but if you spend three pages, you will double the size of the world. Which usually unlocks the boss fight in the level. Uh, The structure is very Mario 64-esque, where you go in and there are 25 different pages to collect, each one of them a different challenge within the map. Um, Game looks great, runs great. Um... Controls are really good. Feels like a good solid 3D platformer. Does have some camera issues here and there, which you kind of expect from a 3D platformer. Um, also, the game does not hand like does not handhold. Period. It dumps you in the world, tells you there's 25 pages. You figure out where they are and what you have to do to get them. There is no arrows. There's no pointer. There's not even a Mario 64 like description of the page you're going in to get. It tells you nothing. So, um, obviously it's very colorful, and the worlds are themed, so when you go into a world, you're going to have a theme. Um, I'm not allowed to talk about the later worlds, uh, but obviously there's the beginning world, which is kind of your base default. They call it tropical something, I can't remember the full name. Second world is an ice world, and then of course, you know, good old video game cliches for platform. Sky world. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be different... You know, worlds after that, 
Um, it's not a secret because it's been, there's a trailer for it, but there's like a casino world that you can go into. Um, the characters all feel like, like this is the game, like when I said Mass Effect was very samey and feels safe, like Ukulele feels like it should have been Banjo-Kazooie 3, because everything from the main boss to the characters that you talk to look like you could have mistaken them for characters from a Banjo game. They got the big googly eyes, um, they're over-accentuated, very cartoony, um, but seriously, if you're looking for a 3D platformer, this is the game you need to pay attention to when it comes out in April. Uh, do you know the specific date in April? April 11th, uh, and mm. it's $40. And it'll be out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it will come to Switch eventually. Mm. Uh, they canceled the Wii U version, they're doing the Switch version. Also, Shovel Knight's in the game. Is no, he? Shovel Knight literally is in the game. He is literally in the game. You talk to him, and he gives you a quest to get a page. Cool. Okay. It's fantastic. Interesting crossover. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. He's in the first level, so I'm allowed to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if if you enjoy those old 3D platformers, you should probably check this game out when it comes out. Mm-hmm. 2017 continues to be an incredible year for games. And not just for specific kind of games. Like we kind of had the open world stuff in the beginning of the year. Uh, it seems we're getting some pretty solid ass platformers over the next month. And then come the summertime we're getting some really incredible fighting games. So this year's kind of hitting everything. And it feels good. Feels very good. Yes it does. But let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, Infinifactory. Okay. I don't know what that is, but that's out this week. Uh, Dark Souls 3, The Ring City, which is the second and final DLC for Dark Souls 3. That might be the last bit of Dark Souls content we ever get, folks. Yep. Might be the last one. Yeah. God Wars Future Past. Sounds like an X-Men movie. Mm -hmm. God Wars? God Wars. I thought that game got delayed. Says it's out on Tuesday. Yeah, that game totally got delayed to like June or some shit. Oh, well, yeah, it, it got delayed to summer 2017. Okay, well, it's still listed here. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 2.5 Remix, the PS4 version. Is that on Tuesday? MLB The Show 17. That's out on Tuesday. Anybody yep. Has anybody paid attention to that? Yeah. It looks like it's going to be really good. I, they have, uh, they've got that whole RPG thing going. Yep, I get my review copy on uh, Monday. So, I will let you all know. But it looks really good. Anybody yeah, see I'm the excited. Night- anybody see the nightmare photos of the glitches of the character faces? Yes. Yeah, they're terrifying. Oh, oh my god. Like, you say nightmare, but they will literally haunt your dreams. Oh, they, how, they that, will. That's how ridiculous they are. Jeez. Uh, Rain World. I've heard a lot of people talk about this game. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it rains a lot in this world? I think it's an adult swim jam. Mm. But uh, that's out this week. Uh, Speaking of the platformer revolution, a little game called Snake Pass is out on Tuesday. I've heard good things. I will be playing that this week. But I've heard good things about that game. Uh, The Walking Dead, uh, A New Frontier. The latest episode. <laughs> is, it, is this the third episode? This is the third episode. Finally. Jeez, it's been like 
three, four months, isn't it? Yeah, it's Telltale. What do you want? Telltale. Uh, the episode's called Above the Law. So there you go. Here's a game. I I don't know where this came from. It's called Vikings Wolves of Midgard. It is not a sequel this. to Vikings Battle or, for Asgard. Yeah. So this is a Diablo style game. Ooh. Uh, it's out on Tuesday. I have a code for it, uh, but I haven't been able to play it because they didn't send an unlock code, and they just claimed that it would work without the unlock code, and it did not. <laughs> I love it when they do that. So I haven't played it yet, but it looks really good. My big concern is that it's sixty dollars. Does it uh, look like a sixty dollar game? I don't know yet. It looks good. I just wonder how uh-huh. much is in it. It's it's already out on PC. I'm looking at their Steam page. Uh, it's it's forty dollars on PC because you know PC, but the reviews seem mixed. Is so it far. actually out or is it early access? No, it's it came out on twenty fourth of March. Okay, so mm-hmm. like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so that's out this week. I'll I'll report back on that game. This week, like I can always, I'm always down for a good Diablo clone. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that, but I'm just kind of curious. Like I'd not heard a word about this game until last week. So, uh, Titanfall Two Colony Reborn, which is I'm assuming is some new maps. Uh, and then on Friday, you get a couple uh, physical copies for PS4 of indie games: uh, Asterbreed, Mitsurugi Kamui Hikei. Uh, Pain. I don't. Don't. Ask. I reviewed that game a while back. It's not a terrible game, but I still can't pronounce it. It's a it's a hack and slash game. Yeah, it's got this Mits- uh, Mitsurugi in it. So. Well, not not that Mitsurugi. Okay, Mitsurugi. Uh, it's actually a schoolgirl with a sword. Of course. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, Pang Adventures, Lizard Man, Lizard Man, and Warhammer <laughs> Forty Thousand Eternal Crusade. Those are out on Friday physically. Uh, Anoxemia, which Drew talked about earlier, is out this week. Yep. Uh, has been Heroes, which I'm assuming since nobody responded to my question that nobody had any interest in playing that game. <laughs> I still don't know what that is. I asked if anybody wanted to review it, and nobody oh. even said no. Everybody just didn't say anything. It was implied, I guess. Uh, but it's, I just but it's, I'd expect it to be good. It's Frozen Bite. Um, Who, what did Frozen Bite do? Trine. Oh. Yeah, so it's by those guys. It's coming out for Switch, PS4, and uh, Xbox One, and PC, I think. Uh, looks like a turn-based roguelike game. Published by GameStop. Yeah, it's hmm. one of the... the what, are the what is the name of that thing? Uh, I don't know. GameStop's yeah, publishing arm. Game Trust. Yeah. It's called Game Trust. Uh, so gotcha. The first game they published was real good. Was it? The Insomniac uh, Song of the Deep. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. Like I go to GameStop sometimes, and I see like merchandise for that. That everywhere. game is really good. If you haven't played it, you should play it. It's, it's pretty good. It's also Insomniac. Yeah. Um... If you only have an Xbox One, you can still buy a baseball game this week. It's RBI Baseball 17. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. Probably way better than the show. I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah. 
Uh, and The Inner World is out on Friday for Xbox One, which is an adventure game. Uh, 3DS gets Four Bombs and Subara City. Okay. I don't know what either of those are. Uh, Switch is getting Has Been Heroes and Snake Pass, so we've already talked about those games. And what's the fun PC game? Gotta have one at least. Let's see here. Man. Lamphead? How about Lamphead? Lamphead, there's one. That's really the only one I see that's any that looks any good. Like the name looks any good. Rest of them are look like video game names. Here's a here's a name for you. Don't die, survival. Don't die, survival. Yeah, That's, don't die. I, I bet They're I can, a little a little too literal, isn't it? I was gonna say I don't bet die. I can guess what kind of game that is. Well, oh, you'd be <clears> surprised, <throat> Ken. It's actually a it's a actually puzzle a two D yeah. side scroller. Two hmm? D, you know about. It wasn't there a, a movie it's a called dating don't, game. don't Die? <laughs> I don't remember a movie called Don't Die. Pretty sure there was a movie called Don't Die. It sure die. seems like there should be. If there's not. And it was about video game stuff. There is a game coming out on PC this week called Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. And I want to confirm that it is about Mayim Bialik. Okay. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I gotta look up this Don't Die because I'm pretty sure that was... I was gonna say, kids, movie. if you don't get that, maybe Google Blossom the TV. Blossom. You'd be alright. I'm sure they've Whoa. seen the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joey. Joey Lawrence. Alright, let's talk about news. First up, GameStop had their uh, financial call. Didn't go so well. Um, <laughs> profits are down about 12%, and they're going to be closing up to 225 stores worldwide. Ouch. Ooh. The big news that came out of this... Um, and this made me laugh so hard. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the quote from the GameStop guy. He says, quote, That's because the biggest names in gaming, PlayStation maker Sony and Xbox maker Microsoft, haven't updated their consoles in a while. A what? PS4 <laughs> Pro launched in November alongside PlayStation VR in October. And the GameStop CEO is blaming hardware for GameStop's and the Switch just came out too. That's yeah, the kind but that, of stuff that, that these are financials for 2016. Okay, that's the kind of stuff that you can do when most of your investors don't play video games. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's they won't the even know you that you claim. Just, yeah. yeah, that's actually pretty smart. You can just say whatever, and they won't yeah. even know. It's still exactly. it's still a hilarious statement that 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 him saying that Sony hasn't updated their hardware in a while when the PlayStation 4 Pro launched in November. GameStop's gonna die out like Blockbuster did, and they're probably gonna deserve it for the way they kind of treat their customer base and also their employees too. Because boy, do I have a lot of nightmare stories for employees from that place. Uh, people, you know, like personal friends that have worked at GameStop in the past, and also people that I just talk to when I go to GameStop and their managers run around. <laughs> and then we just kind of trade stories here and there, and the things that they do and things that they make you do and say, like in those stores, just to get sales and pre-orders and magazine subscriptions and all that jazz, <clears> it's, it's 
terrible. They have like a quota for things that yeah. are unrealistic. Uh, they, the way they push responsibilities on you that's not in your job description, things of that nature, just bad. And obviously, I, I have my stories with like fucking those those used used prices for games and stuff like that. I they I bought a game. Well, I didn't buy a game, but they gave me a fifty dollar game Destiny collection. And then I was like, okay, what is the trading value for this? I'm not actually never going to play it. It's sealed. It's new. They're trying to sell this retail $50, and the trading value is $0.89. Cents. And when I see shit like that, and I was like, GameStop's going out of business. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense that they're going out of business if they keep doing shit like that. People yeah. are going to catch on. They're not going to go to the stores anymore. So there's yeah. that. Also, just FYI, I did look up. There is not a movie called Don't Die, but there mm-hmm. is a movie that I'm thinking of, it is actually the exact opposite of what Don't Die is, but it means the exact same thing. It's called Stay Alive. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a movie? Yes. It had Frankie Muniz in it. Sure. And it was about a group of teens, the answer, for a group of teens, the answer to a mysterious death of their old friend lies in the world of an online video game based on the true story of an ancient noblewoman known as the Blood Countess. The Blood Countess. (laughs) That sounds like a villain in The Witcher. I mean, it kind of is. I remember seeing this movie a long time ago. It came out in 2006. It's a bad movie. I'm sure it is. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. You know know what movie is basically a video game movie, but it's not? The Gerard Butler movie? Gamer. Gamer? No, no, no. uh, The Edge of Tomorrow with the Tom Cruise thing. I still haven't Uh, seen that, but I've heard good things. Oh, Ken, you you would love this movie. I highly recommend you see it. It's about it's basically kind of like Groundhog Day, but imagine you're in like a video game setting, you're fighting fucking aliens. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I um the, but yeah, gamer, I saw that in theaters. That was a horrible movie. Um I'll tell you a movie that reminds me of it, it plays out kinda like a video game. Have you ever seen the Crank series? Yeah. With uh, yeah. Jason Statham what, Jason Statham? Yeah. Like he has like in the second movie, he literally has a health bar that he has to keep looking at. Well, in the first movie, didn't he like have to fuck his <laughs> girlfriend in public to stay alive? Yeah, he had to do a lot of weird shit to stay alive. Yeah, that movie is kind of up. yeah. It's off a the goofy. Wall, but... It's a very goofy movie, but it's it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, you know what else it's, is it's a goofy a, movie? What? A goofy, a goofy movie. movie. Yep, a very goofy <laughs> movie. Ryan. In a very a very goofy movie, isn't yeah. it? And a very goofy sequel too. And you should yep. play Goof Troop because that's a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, hey, hey! You'll talk about Goof Troop. All, all those, all those Disney Nintendo games are overrated, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I used to love Goof Troop when I was a kid. Sorry, you can go they're not that hell. good. You can go to hell because Disney Afternoon you, Collection is going to sell all your Japanese. Not, it's not games. even worth it, bro. It's like it's like ten megs of gaming for like what twenty dollars, and like, it'll yeah, outsell like, all yeah. your little Japanese games. So eat it's, it's, it. Yes, this is. Yes. I, I can tell you, fifty percent of the people on the show right here are gonna buy it. Yes, fifty percent of the time it works every time. Fucking right. All right. Statistics, man. You need to know there's, them. There's there's no accounting for bad taste. What can I say? This is true. This yes. is true. Uh you did like the Last Guardian, so there's that. Fantastic game. There's some new artwork floating around on the internet that is leading to Call of Duty for 2017. Well, hold up. Ken, are you telling me that they're making a new Call of Duty game? I'm next, not, th- that's not year? the shocker. That's okay. not the shocker. Okay. The right. shocker right. is the theme. It looks like the game will be called Call of Duty World War II. 
on the nose again, huh? Yeah. All right. I mean, there's a lot of artwork here. I'm looking at a poster, some steel book covers. We have come full circle, guys. Yep. 2005. It's back. We're back. You ready for it? It's coming. Call of Duty 2, man. Call of Duty! That is one of the best Call of Duties they ever made. At this point, it's been long enough that they can go back to it. Yep. Look how good Battlefield 1 did. And it was a good game. So, speaking Whose of, turn is it now? Uh, Sledgehammer? Sledgehammer, yes. Mm. Sledgehammer! Yeah. So I got another... Um, off-screen picture from the internet with some new story in it. Okay. Uh, it looks like Xbox or Microsoft published games might be coming to Steam. Really? So there is a picture floating around on the internet uh, of Halo Wars The Definitive Edition with a Steam uh, error message on it that says your status in Steam is currently offline. Please make sure your internet connection and Steam connection is active. This mm. is on a copy of Halo Wars Definitive Edition, which was just released on Windows 10 uh, at the end of last year. So it looks like maybe Microsoft's going to maybe do some announcements at E3 about their PC games coming to Steam. Mm. It's possible. Okay. So that's pretty cool, either way. Uh, don't particularly know why they don't do that already. It's them trying to sell it in their own store. It's no different than Uplay or Origin, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Speaking of ukulele, from earlier, Playtonic has come out and said they are removing Mr. JonTron from the voiceover work he did for the game due to his current political uh, statements that he made on the Twitter. What were those political statements? I don't. No, don't care. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah. They're just really it's, racist it's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's not worth getting into on this show, but yeah, it yeah. was really awful stuff. Yeah. I did see a picture of him dressed up as a Nazi officer. Well, that I mean that sure. lends itself well to this. I don't I don't know John Tron outside of the fact that he used to be the other half of my favorite YouTube show, which is the Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. But he's not there anymore. Um, he went and did his own thing. Ninety percent of the time, I don't care what people who are entertaining me have to say outside of their entertainment. Just, let's, well, let's talk about it from a, a little more bit different. Like, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it is, but I, I, I don't follow him. Like I don't. I don't either. I don't care what he says. How, how much still can we divorce a person's viewpoints from their work? Is it a hundred percent? Is it like, well, if their work is uh-huh. is just awful and nasty sure no no no. what i mean is that if their work is something that you enjoy right but they the creators themselves are really terrible people let's say if isis starts making fucking video games they're stellar games right (laughs) are we gonna start buying him buying games and say like saying like wow these games are awesome or are we just gonna say like "Eh, that's that's a little that's a little you're you're comparing a guy who's an idiot no 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 on twitter to somebody who decapitates people on youtube i'm talking i'm talking the extremists of situations right that's what i mean so where do we where do we put the line where is it too much for people to say and do things where we say like yeah we should maybe boycott this person I I I am of the mind and I've said this a million times I I don't care if you didn't, I, I truly feel if you didn't play any video games, 
that were worked on by somebody who is a racist, a sexist, a, a, a just a generally bad person, mm-hmm. you wouldn't play any video games. There's there's probably at least one really nasty asshole everywhere you go. But that's you know you have kind of have that shield of ignorance, right? You don't know. Uh, they certainly haven't exposed themselves as such, right? But once you're aware of it, you s- kind of have a responsibility at that point because you have that knowledge. And knowledge, you know, is is a part of the your decision I, process. I, I think this is a really nasty slope to discuss things on, because the internet likes to think, oh, well, if you, okay, let's just use PewDiePie as an example. Sure. If you watch a PewDiePie video now, y- the internet will call you a racist, terrible person. The, the the vocal so, the vocal majority of the internet because of so what just, happened just watching there. watching one of his videos just watching one of his videos that's that's the that's the hyperbole and and the bad part of the internet but that's that's just a hyperbole we're not talking about them and how they react we're talking about us specifically so, I just told yeah, you how I, I feel I really think I really think Ken did you say you haven't read any of this any of the comments I, or anything the like only that? thing the only thing that I've seen is that John Tron said racist things that's all I know okay. I really think you should probably go read about it before we have this discussion. If we're going to have this discussion, that's yeah, that's I, I what guess, it is. But I guess I guess my point is is I don't care what the truth of the matter is is I don't watch him anymore. I know him from being half of the Game Grumps, and truthfully, I still think some of the episodes he did were funny. I think the new guy is a lot funnier, and I don't watch John Tron's videos outside of you know older Game Grumps episodes that I have seen. I don't watch them now. I've never seen any of his. Yeah. He's not somebody I, I, that I follow and watch, so I don't... The argument there is moot. But I will watch on occasion a PewDiePie video. I think they're funny. I mean, yeah. that's that's just me. I mean... For example, the internet blew up over some of the stuff Chappelle said in his sketches. Mm-hmm. But you enjoyed them, right? They were, the yeah, thing so, about comedy and what John Tran was saying was that these were like earnest things that he was saying. He this, wasn't saying yeah. out of jest. These know? aren't jo- these aren't jokes. Th- yeah, this see, isn't a comedian going online and telling jokes. This is this is a guy who leapt to the defense of a United States congressman who basically said, um, "We can't repopulate our nation with other people's babies." Uh, and basically <laughs> yeah. made the, made the argument there's that there's no hyperbole that's exactly what he there said sh- yeah. there okay. should be no immigration because white people need to retake america okay um, and, and i totally and, and i totally get john, this john tron earnestly agrees with him despite the fact that he's um the son of an iranian immigrant um and basically has gone online and had multiple conversations about um even wealthy black people committing more crimes than white people do. Um, and there's there's a real diff- fundamental difference between stand-up comedian goes on stage and makes a joke that can be considered edgy and someone who has basically expressed a real position um, on racist matters. Okay, no, I'm not saying there, there's not a difference, no. I'm just saying that personal politics, I don't care what they do. It's, not, it's none of my business. We, we live in a country where people can have stupid thoughts. 
Well, it's kind of everybody's business, though. When he uh, here's my point, he cannot. This what drives me crazy is when people decide that they're going to say stuff like that, and then they get pissed off when there are consequences to it. Oh um, no, he's an idiot for if, for being pissed off that there were consequences. If you're going to say stuff like that and you're going to hold those positions, there are consequences attached to that. Of course. And free speech doesn't mean no consequences. No, nope, never said that. And um, if if you are going to go along with folks that not you specifically, I'm just talking in general. Stress, stop if, talking about me. <laughs> if people go along with stuff like that, there are consequences. And, of course. Um, you're you're allowed to have your own idiot opinions, regardless of how stupid they are, but don't be surprised when people don't want to listen to you or talk to you or think about you anymore. No. Um, because you've kind of given them a reason to dismiss you. No, I've never argued any of those points. If you don't want to listen to him because of that, that's fine. You ask me personally. And personally, I don't pay attention to people's personal politics because, as you know, somebody who's known me as long as you have, I don't talk politics because all it's it's the same as religion. People just get pissed off at each other when you talk about it. I don't disagree, but these politics are different because these politics involve real people who are in positions of government who want to remove other people uh, in real life. Sure, and I agree. So that I mean, this, this isn't this isn't just you know zoning politics right this is uh, this is hey why are why are all these specific ethnicities in our country politics um i guess i guess my argument is is that you're you're kind of making a statement saying that i condone what he does which is not what i'm doing oh no no no. i'm not talking about you specifically i'm talking about this entire controversy oh absolutely Um, it's it's an awful thing for him and he deserves every consequence that comes his way it's been tr- it's it's there are there are different segments that have tried to portray it as you know so and so is being um, marginalized because of their political views and while, and while that's true to an extent these are not just political views um, you know this is this is not just hey I don't think we should increase defense spending right this is I think this entire eth- ethnicity shouldn't be welcomed into our country um, which is Idiotic? obviously a lot. A lot, a lot different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's he's an idiot. There's, there's no argument there. <laughs> and and you're you're 100 percent right. I think oh, the the biggest problem with the argument people make is freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean freedom of consequence. Right. People say stupid things. They should be called on it. Yes. 100. percent I will never disagree with that. But again, entertainment to me is a separated thing, and I don't pay much attention to it. If John Trump made a video that was funny, I would watch it. And unfortunately, people might label me as those horrible things, and I well, think then that's th- pretty Those bad. people will be incorrect at that point, right? That's not your fault. Exactly, you know? and that that's my point of all this. I'm not defending what he said, and I think that's the thing that gets lost in a lot of this when people say that I will still do, I will still watch a PewDiePie video, and they're immediately like, oh, well, you're a racist. No, I'm not. But at the same time, what he did, he should be called out for it. He should be yelled at. He should be told that those things are wrong. That's the consequences of saying a stupid thing on the internet. That's what it is. Yeah, and um, I said it in whatever email thing that we're talking about this before. You can... 
you know, you can like someone and not agree with all the things that they say and do. Oh, just, 100%. Like, if there isn't a single person in this universe that you will like from the bottom top, like whether it's your best friend or your wife or whatever, there's going to be some disagreements here and there. Some of them being very, very stark, like in, in, in terms of like your yeah. values and stuff like that. And that's fine. That's that's worthy of discussion. But you can't say that like, oh, I hate them just because of this one little factor, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I mean, that's what I know what you mean, Ryan. I, but what I mean is what I mean is that like there are degrees of it, right? Sure. There, yeah, I, the I, degrees I, there, is the degree of difference is what matters. I do think, though, that in a scenario like this, that um, this is a this is a person who has the soapbox that they have specifically because people watch and listen to their videos, right? Um, so, if if you are a person who disagrees with what he has to say, um, and you don't want him to have the same soapbox he has, then you shouldn't listen to his stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. You don't agree with how uh, someone does things or it's not, it's also an idea of financial gain, right? So sure. like the more more viewers and more people are into it, you're kind of feeding into his platform, making his voice even larger and bigger. So yep. the idea of boycotting people who, whose ideas you don't agree with makes sense. But then again, if you turn that around and say everyone that does listen or that watches his things because they are they agree 100 percent is also not not right. You you choose your own behavior based on your own values. You can't really dictate what other people do because their values and what they believe is completely different. So I, it's, it's, I, it's a touchy subject, but it's worth discussing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always interesting, and it it doesn't mm-hmm. shock me that the internet is the best place to blow everything out of proportion. It ah. is. On, on both sides, I, it, it, I'm I, not. I, well, again, I'm not I'm saying not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on board with this being blown out of proportion. No, no, I, I agree with Ryan as well. This is. That's this is not correct. what I this see. That's that's my promise. That's not what I said. You're you're taking the one meaning that you think I meant. I'm not saying them criticizing him over his comments is being blown out of proportion. I'm talking about the fact of what Jay said about somebody accusing me of being a racist or whatever because I've watched the JonTron video is blowing it out of proportion. Yeah, sure. That's okay. what I meant. Yeah, see, and and that's my problem is immediately people jump to that negative conclusion. Oh, people jump to that conclusion because you said it right after we just got done talking yeah. about what. Yeah, he, it was what it was very confusing, were. Ken. To be fair, it's... well, I think in general the internet blows most things out of proportion. Okay, Ken, look, you're a fucking racist. Say, <laughs> <laughs> Drew owns it. You know, finally something has, we can agree on. He had on. nothing to say this whole time because he already says that he's a racist. So you know, we accept him for it. Uh, you haven't Pe- seen people have, have already made their judgments. You on haven't here, seen my secret to... YouTube channel. Where I talk about all the things about Ken actually is John Tron. It's just his alternate, <laughs> you know, alternate <laughs> uh, personality. It just it kind of gets out there, man. You know Shit. what? My ukulele check was on its way. Thanks, Internet. <laughs> the funny the, the funny part of the story is is that he got taken out of the voice work for band, for ukulele, and there's not really voice work in that game. Yeah. He seemed most... okay with it. Like his, he made a statement. I hear that he seemed like he's like, oh, you know, best of luck to those guys. And I understand. Which is, well, yeah, I think that's the right way to handle that. Yeah, that's what's funny is I didn't even know he made a statement. I don't follow the guy. Like I don't. 
I don't really care. I don't follow the guy either, but you know, I read up on news. I try to be up to date and game your stuff, and that pops up, so I read it. I mean, I read the story. I read that he was taken out of the game because of what he said on Twitter, and I just, I, I figured if somebody was removed from something that they said on Twitter, it's not something I want to see anyway because it's probably just awful and terrible, and I don't need to see it. Sure, probably a good idea. Yeah, people are stupid. We get it, and they say stupid things on the internet because they're stupid. <laughs> oh, anyway, what else is going on in the news? Did anybody play Splatoon? No. Yeah, the, the no. first one. The test fire was this weekend on the Switch. Oh. Oh wait, I'm the only one on the show with a Switch. All right, moving on. All right. Yeah. The game's out in the summer, by the way. So there you go. Uh, Neo got a patch. I know Jay didn't talk about it. I totally forgot. And when you mentioned the patch with uh, the other game that you were playing, I just remembered. I was like, mm, I forgot to mention Neo. You can pause it. Uh, yeah, they say that, but I'm not sure if that's. True, because I tried to pause the game when it turned up. Maybe I pressed the wrong button. I don't know. I don't pause that game anyway. But uh, they added like really difficult missions. They're free. This is a free pass, so everyone gets it. But to me, it's not like creative ways of making the game more difficult. They're like, yeah, fighting this guy was tough. Why don't you fight this guy and this guy at the same time? <laughs> okay, if that's not good enough, why don't you fight ways of other enemies on top of that before you have to fight it? Cutting down your resources, and then you fight two bosses. If not, if that's not good enough, how about fighting six bosses in a row? And I was like, yeah, that's harder, but it doesn't make it any more fun. It does, it's not. It's not a creative way to increase difficulty. It's just throwing the kitchen sink at a dude. I was like, fine. You know, I took that sink and I broke it in half and I beat it. But it's like I didn't really feel a sense of accomplishment. Really, it's just like I, I beat it. What's next? You know, I kind of want that new story stuff. He he says I, I, he I says he didn't feel a sense of accomplishment, but here he is talking on the podcast about how he beat it. Well, yeah, it's factually true. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've I've also beaten Dark Souls. If you guys don't know, oh it's my like god! A, it's a thing that hey, I, that we should form a club then. I, Drew, you and me, man, we're, we must be the only ones in the world that's beaten Dark Souls. Except so. except correct. the meme I created of Drew didn't quite blow up the same way as that other meme of that guy named Drew. Sorry. Huh? You didn't see the the giant bomb. The little gif of him blinking. Apparently, that was a meme. Why is a guy yeah. blinking a meme? You haven't you haven't seen the that picture show up all over the place? Yeah, I've I'm seen sure that, I've seen a, I've seen a picture or I've seen a gif. Wait, of him that blinking. guy's name is Drew. Yeah, his name's Drew. Drew Scanlon. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't find. I didn't know he quit Giant Bomb. Yeah, he left to do like documentaries about stuff. I haven't listened to Giant Bomb in, like two years. People quit there a lot. <laughs> Who else has quit? Patrick Klepek left there. I knew that. Um, there was another one before that, but I mean, it's a lot of the people they bring in quit. Like, I'm expecting Dan Riker to quit any day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Austin Walker left, too. He was there for like six months. Mm. And him and Patrick Klepek now run their own side. <laughs> What's going on over there, I wonder? I don't know. It's weird. Huh. Uh, next time you boot up Battle.net, it ain't called Battle.net no more. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I haven't even noticed that. It's called Blizzard. What's it called? Just, just Blizzard. It's called Blizzard. You know what the, you know what the funny thing is? If I hover over the icon, it still says Battle.net. Well, of course, there's a lot of code <laughs> underneath. You know. Is the yeah. website still going to be Battle.net? Well, yeah, they're not going to get rid of that website. Hmm. But their launcher is now not called Battle.net anymore. Interesting. So. 
We talked about last week how Outlast was banned in Australia. Now it's coming to Australia. Outlast 2, I assume? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, when the, when's the game coming out? I'm interested in it. April. April? Yep. Nice. I, I only yeah. know that because I wrote my monthly, holy crap, there's a lot of games coming out. Here's the eight you should pay attention to. <laughs> so, and Outlast 2 was one of them? Outlast 2 is on that list. Good no, one called, no one called Dibs, right? No, I, I didn't play the first one, so... I reviewed the first one, but you can have it, Jay. Ah, no, if you, if you play the first one. If you review the first one, you should get this one, too. Nah, you can take it. Nah, you can take it. <laughs> it's too late, Drew. You've already said it. Okay. It's over now. I'm not taking it. Here You're we go. Here we Bite go. you, nerd. Uh, you want to know what's free on Xbox this month or in April? Games sure. With, games with Gold were announced. It's a pretty good month. Xbox One owners will get Rise, Son of Rome. If you haven't played it, you should. It's a pretty good game. Uh, and also The Walking Dead Season 2. Okay. Uh, Xbox 360 owners will get Darksiders. This is the first one, I think. Okay. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Revelations. That's the the last Ezio game, right? Yeah, yeah. that is the third and final Ezio game. That's with Old Man Ezio. Yep. So... Uh, which also uh, prompted them to announce that Darksiders 1 and 2 and Assassin's Creed Revelations are now backward compatible on Xbox One. There you go. So, uh, Destiny 2 was leaked this week. Yep. Uh, there was a poster out there showcasing the game. Uh, there's also a possible beta coming soon, and the game will be out in 2017. So there you go. Uh, Street Fighter V, Capcom announced that they are uh, revamping the entire online network, uh, and they are opening up a PC beta that allows players to play Street Fighter V for free. Hmm. So there you go. They, and they got to do some stuff to inject some excitement to that game, sure. Uh, the Assassin's Creed movie did so good that Ubisoft has confirmed there's an Assassin's Creed TV series on the way, and it might be on its way to Netflix. Assassin's Creed movie did well. I, that was I thought that movie that was, a, that was a joke up front. Oh, okay. Uh, sarcasm is not my best suit. Apparently, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, what else is going on? Anything else going on? Did you um? Do you have Radiant Historia remaster up there? No, I was only picking out the big news. Sorry. That is huge <laughs> news, Ken. <laughs> That is the biggest, well, second biggest news to come out of last week. Thank you very much. Drew knows what I'm talking about. Radiant Historia, one of the greatest game, greatest RPGs on the DS. Yes. Now making its way on the 3DS. Like a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic game. I can't wait for more people to play it. It's great. Well, there you go. Uh, Iga has announced that... Uh... Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, is no longer coming to the Wii U, and instead now will be coming to the Switch. Makes sense. Uh, Sony announced the first of the April PlayStation Plus games. It's Drawn to Death. That will be free for PlayStation Plus members in April. Um, I think that might be it. That might be it. Uh, Secret of Mana series is coming to the Switch. There is that. Uh, the original Super Nintendo games? 
Uh, all three Saiken Densetsu games will be released in Japan on June 1st. Oh, in Japan, of course. All right. Well, we still don't have any word about Virtual Console over here in the U.S., so maybe they will be coming over here as well. Uh, so vir- wait, Virtual Console isn't implemented in Switch yet? Nope. They haven't even oh, wow. muttered the words. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one last news story I want to make, just because I want to make a joke that I think is pretty good. Uh, Xbox announced a new military-themed controller line. Uh, it's a $70 Recon Tech Special controller. has rubber grips and gold accents. And Microsoft now officially has more controller types than it does exclusive games. hey yo. <laughs> that was That was for you, buddy. That was for you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So there you go. It, it kind of feels that way, though. <laughs> it does. Exclusive games are... Kind of dying out for. Well, I I don't think they're dying out. I, I again, I think it's internet hyperbole because if we look at the history of Xbox and PlayStation, they have the same back and forth schedule. In mm-hmm. the spring, we say Xbox has no exclusives. In the fall, we say PlayStation has no exclusives. You want to know why? Because PlayStation releases all their exclusives in the spring, and Microsoft releases all their exclusives in the fall. Happens every year. What was the story last year at fall? Look at all these Xbox One exclusive games. There's no PlayStation 4 games. Last year was just bad in general for exclusives for PS4, even in the spring. There just wasn't a lot. Yeah, and that was the story then, and now the story is Microsoft doesn't have any, even though they just came off of a holiday where they were hitting them back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, 2016 was good for Microsoft, but 2017 is looking a little slim. Yeah, well, that's because they haven't announced other stuff. That's true. Uh, Sony and Microsoft are very different. Like, Sony announces their shit like four years in advance. Microsoft Mm -hmm. is usually six months. So. You know, or or early and then just cancel it. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah, that was the mistakes they talked about when they showed Sea of Thieves, Crackdown, Phantom Dust, and all that stuff that year. They they showed that stuff way too early. But hey, Phantom Dust will be out before E3, according to Microsoft. That, that remaster of an Xbox game that I never played? Yep. That Exciting. people are dying for. That game was good. Shut your mouth. It was good. Really? Yeah, it's yeah, it real was good. good. I want a remaster of that dumb first-person punching game, man. That game was fun. Are you talking about Breakdown? Yeah, that game was fun. Oof, man, I hate that game. A lot yeah? of people hated oh, that I game. I love that game. That game was wonky, but once you got used to how the, the like the punching moves work and the distance of it, it's fun. You get to vomit in first-person in that game. It's true. Yes. Uh, we don't have any emails, so okay. people get on that. But we do have some tweets. Wait, you're not going to talk about the the Blizzard thing? That's <laughs> the biggest news ever. <laughs> Ken, how can you not talk? About, we were just like talking. You hinted at it at the beginning of the show. And now you didn't even want to talk. I, about I it. figured. I, I figured that'd be funny. No, you forgot. Starcraft <laughs> is coming back. StarCraft Remastered. Uh, I watched the trailer this morning before we got on the show, and mm-hmm. like my the neck, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up when I heard the music, the title screen music with the little guitar playing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, StarCraft is being remastered for the PC. It'll be out this summer. Uh, contains the original code, enhanced with 4K visuals, widescreen, and they're patching Brood Wars. And as soon as they patch Brood Wars, the original StarCraft and Brood Wars will be free to anybody with a Blizzard account. Yeah, and also it includes online play 
matchmaking and all that stuff. So. Oh, it's the, it's the same code. Blizzard came out and said it's exactly the same code. It's just got uh, a you know a paint job over top of it. Yeah, it just looks nicer. Yeah, it just looks real it. good. Oh, man, Brew Wars is... When you talk about the legendary games, right, that go on the pantheon of the greatest games ever, Starcraft. I think StarCraft Brew War is right there, near the top with everything else. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, StarCraft is still one of the best games ever made. Yep. I cannot wait to play it again. Oh my god, it's so good. Same. I still remember all my hotkeys. I played that game so much. BP, build pylon. You know, I'm, I'm good. Dirty Protoss. I am Protoss man. Terran, baby. No way, I'll rip the Terran in your ass. Oh, all the God. way. You don't even. Did you just say you're gonna beat a Korean in StarCraft? No, I won't. I won't beat. A, I won't beat a Korean, but I'll beat any white boy playing Terran. Right, <laughs> you definitely beat me because I'm not playing that game. I hate you. You need I to play that game. I hate of just winning. I hate real time strategy games. You need to play that game when it's free, Drew. Please play that game. I play it with you. You you say you don't like real time strategy games. StarCraft is too good. It's when too it's free. It's free. I told you the the when they patch Brood War, they're giving away the original StarCraft and Brood War for free if you have a Blizzard account. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. The remaster will be obviously you have to pay for that in summer, but if you want to play the original, it is going to be free for everyone. Drew. So the old school original one four, is 4 by free 3, to yeah, play. the original 4 by yeah. 3 version of StarCraft and Brood War will be free. Which which has still aged well, by the way. <clears throat> I played it last year. Mm-hmm. Still the best. So yeah, it's going to be free. Everybody go play that cuz it's fucking awesome. Uh, Twitter, 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 Twitter. Sammy T two five three says, "Thanks for making me feel. Uh, thanks for making me really self conscious about using ellipses, dicks." <laughs> there was an ellipses in there before he said. I'm sure there was. Uh, Rufus wants to know: Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue? Ooh, this is Sophie's choice for me, man. I love those games. I go with Guilty Gear. I like I Blaze Blue, I do, but Blaze Blue feels like Guilty Gear, but not as good. Don't choose play both. They're so good. They're both so good. Guilty Gear. I, I would choose Guilty Gear because I've actually played more Guilty Gear than I ever have Blaze Blue. <laughs> Round one. Let's rock. Heaven or hell. The Wheel of like Fate the... is turning, nerds. Yeah, the wheel, of... the wheel of Fate is burning. <laughs> the way they say oh, it, the wheel oh, of fate is turning. Now, nah, both both games are mechanically very different from each other, even though they share a few things similar. And uh, Blaze Blue obviously has a lot more characters at this point, so if you're just delving in, it's gonna take a lot more time to get used to all the character specific stuff because you're gonna have to learn so many different mechanics. If you get into Guilty Gear now, it's only in its third iteration coming up. So if you're just getting into it, Guilty Gear will be easier, but that game is hard. Like, if you want to master it, you have a long way to go. So, yeah, you can't go wrong with either, though. I love both games. Yeah, they are good games. Uh, Mookie says he was about to deliver a speech, but he's listening to this podcast. What am I thinking? You're probably thinking some dirty dick joke if you're listening to this podcast. I don't know. I actually saw a little bit of that speech on Facebook. I did too. I saw, I saw it on there and I clicked play. 
what what was the audience for? Like what what it's, was the I think it's for? for his job or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. He's up there giving hmm. I didn't see the audience, so Okay. Uh Mookie also oh god damn it, Mookie's an enabler. Says, sorry guys, I have to side with Wombat on this one. Indestructible from Street Fighter Four was awesome. Damn it. You are correct. This is correct. This is not it's, it's it's not a good song, but it's catchy. That's all I'm gonna say about it. It's terrible. Song. Brian, stop. And the original God, the original Street Fighter Four. <laughs> even even during like all the menus had indestructible playing. Too much. It's a great game. So I didn't Come say on. it was a bad game, I said it was a bad song. Well, great song. And then they had that instrumental one during the character select screen. Yep. The instrumental was cool. Yeah. With the lyrics, not so much. Uh, Creedent Raid says, looks like the Nintendo Switch does have cloud backup saves, at least for repaired units. Uh-huh. <laughs> it Wait. links to an article that uh, the Nintendo Switch has a hidden cloud save feature. Which is so you don't have regular cloud saves for, like, you want to backup save just in case your system just dies? No. Come on, who are you talking to? Uh, I, I figure Nintendo is the most forward-thinking of all the uh, Japanese companies, so I maybe figured they're in, you know state-of-the-art cloud technology for them, right? Maybe in game design, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henrik says, "I did it, boys. Sixty hours and finished Horizon Platinum popped as the credits ended. Man, oh, nice. what a ride!" Well awesome. done, sir. That's beating it is one thing, but platinum that game is uh, is another. Well done, good job. That's impressive. Uh, Mookie sent us a link, uh, and I actually sent this to you guys the other day. Uh, he says this game looks interesting. It is the Shyness, the Lightning Kingdom, which is that kind of uh, anime-looking RPG that's due out in April. Cool. Hold on. Well, let me see. let me look at this link. You just yeah, I sent it in the email a few days ago. Uh, I said this might be a sleeper hit. Uh, this game was kickstarted a while back. Um, it looks good. It reminds me of another game that if I say out loud, people will immediately give me shit for. But it, remi- it, about? it reminds it's... me of uh, Sudeki. <laughs> Su- Suikoden. Suikoden. No, Sudeki. What is Wait, Sudeki? Sudeki? There's yes. A- there's a game called Sudeki. It was on the original Xbox. It was built by Climax Entertainment. It is a anime-looking action RPG. Uh, it was just re-released on Steam last year sometime, I believe. Yep. Sudeki? Let me look at this thing. Sudeki? Yep. How you spell it? S-U-D-E-K-I. Oh, Sudeki. wow, this game looks terrible. Well, it's an almost 20-year-old game at this point. Wow, that cover art is a blast from the past. But yeah. Wow. Shyness okay. kind of reminds me of like a modern version of that game. It's called Shyness? S-H-I-N-E-S-S. Okay, yeah. Sure. So, I'll be interested to see how that game turns out. It's hitting PC, PS4, and Xbox One in April. Uh, speaking of uh, games that might be good coming out in April, they were going to talk about... Um, Cosmic Star Heroine coming yeah, out by the that. yeah the guy that made uh, Cthulhu Saves the World yeah uh, and Breath of Death 
We'll see. That game looks legit. It looks like a Fantasy Star game, and we haven't had those in like ages. Well, so it doesn't look like Fantasy Star Online. So well, not not Fantasy. I mean, like the original Fantasy Star games, like Fantasy yeah, Star yeah. Four. I don't know why that reminded me of something else. I looked at the I looked at those screenshots, and I was like, you know what? That reminds me of the old PlayStation One game, Threads of Fate. Did you guys I, ever play that? I remember that game. I remember that. Part, game. I, I didn't yeah. think it the was game was pretty cool, actually. I didn't know yeah. that game. That was a Square game. Yeah, Square made like six thousand RPGs on the PS One. Yeah. Remember Brave Fencer Musashi? Yeah, I do remember that one. Did they make a sequel to uh, Musashi, didn't they? They it did. came out on PS Two, yeah. But uh, kind of game. the original Brave Fencer came with a demo of something really popular. That's why it sold. Uh, it came out with right. a demo of Final Fantasy Eight. That's right, because that's why it sold so much. Uh-huh. That, uh huh. That that was a good demo, by the way. That that whole scene at the beach and with the scorpion tank chasing after you. That was an excellent demo. If any of you guys remember it. Anybody remember Legend of Lagaya? Yeah. Oh, dude. They that's underrated a, they game. They made a sequel to that um, yeah. in the, what was it, the Fresh Games? The Fresh Games? For PS2? Oh, the PS2 game. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah there was, was Mr. Game. Mosquito and... Oh, there was Lagaya like, 2. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was only like three games that came out on the Fresh Games label, but Lagaya 2 was one of them. Yeah. I didn't beat the second one, but I beat the first one. I did beat the first one. That game was hard. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, Mookie sent a picture of somebody cosplaying Lara Croft from the original Tomb Raider. Nice. Blocky and everything. Yeah, and he yeah. says, you know you like dim tatas. Sure. I love cardboard. <laughs> uh, Blue Apple Blue responded to my tweet about my car having firmware. And ask me if there's a day one patch and will it ref- affect the review? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sucks pretty good. I, that, that was so weird to me to find out in my car I could plug a USB stick into it and update the firmware. Mm-hmm. That's weird, man. It's not legit. It's not even a new car, too, which makes it even no. Scarier. It's not, and it's a 2009, yeah. so it's like it's not like it's a new car. But I can still connect my phone to it and talk to my car. Like somebody I can talk to my car. Somebody called me yesterday when I was in my car, and I like hit the little button on the steering wheel, and like mm-hmm. I'm just talking to him in the car without picking up my phone. That's been around for yeah a while. Bluetooth stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to buy old stuff. I'm not rich. You should see some of the technology they're adding to cars. Not. Not not even to go as far as like self driving like Tesla cars and shit, which are amazing, but like they have things where they give you a lit- almost like a satellite view of your car while you're parking, so you have three hundred and sixty degree awareness of everything that's around you. I was like, holy shit, where was this when I was trying to parallel park the other day? Goddamn, it's amazing. They don't even make you parallel park in your driving test anymore. It's kind of funny. Wait, do they not? They didn't when I took my drive. Of course, that, uh, that was uh, my years. my driving test was maneuver. What they call maneuverability. Yeah, where you had to drive between the cones. Yep. Yeah, I had to do that. I didn't have to parallel park though. I had to parallel park. It was a weird thing. I, you, I had to you parallel guys park. Are a lot younger than I am, so that kind of shocks me. Yeah. What did you say, Jay? I thought maybe that's like a Jersey thing. Oh, ah, so he's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he found. He's I mean, I got. I, when I took the test. That. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, when I took the test, there's. No telling where I am now. That's true. <laughs> I just—I know you could have told me that, but I just—I'm trying to piece together the mystery. Oh, it's not—it's not a mystery, Ryan. This is—it's fine. I got Don't his address if you want to Google uh-huh. Map it. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, out. So at some point, it starts to get to the point of creepy. And I, I'm good about the creepy. <laughs> Ryan, it's it's always been creepy, so I've already accepted it. You know, this is the relationship that we have. It's fine. It's all right. It's not the first time I had a gay stalker, you know. I've, I've had a few. What the fuck is he? That took a turn that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that turn either, especially right, the fact I, I, that I notched that one more notches than I probably should have, but it was funny. This is the me. first this isn't yeah. the first time was the, the part that I really stuck. No, I that part is serious. I've had gay stalkers in my life. Really? Yeah. That's, I've had two. That's interesting. <laughs> Okie dokie. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I like being private. I don't know. Who knows? <sighs> Alright. Uh moving on. <laughs> Sammy says, "Can we get a remake of Downhill Domination with all these new sexy graphics? Nothing like it on the market now that I know of." God, I love that game. It was mm. built by um, the guys that used to be Incognito. If you remember them, they made like Twisted Metal Black, and I think they worked on War of the Monsters. Um, and they made this game called Downhill Domination for the PS2, which was a bicycle game yep. with like power-ups. Mm. It was so yeah, it was a cool game. It was so fast and so much fun. Yeah, I would totally. I, I wish they would do that as one of those PS2 on PS4 games, because I'd play the shit out of that game again. I still have the PS2 disc, but I have to hook up a PS2 to play it, which kind of sucks. Because, you know, technology moved forward and my TV doesn't even have AV jacks on it. <laughs> I remember when TVs had RF jacks, man. Well, they still do because you got to plug in the cable. Uh, I mean, it comes out of the cable box and you put an HDMI through it. Both of my TVs still have the screw plug on the back. But they Does don't it? have... Uh, my newer TV doesn't have AV cables. It's all HDMI and USB, and then there's a plug that you can plug an adapter in that'll give you AV. Do you have a component? No, no, I don't have. I don't have any red, yellow, or white, or blue, or green. I don't have any of those. Oh wow, I still have component. I still use it for PS3. Yeah, I don't have those on my newer TV. On the other TV in the living room, still has components. Yeah, you have to really look at the ports of the things that you buy nowadays to see what's compatible. Even video cards too. Yeah, well, the TV that I have, like I said, it comes with this little adapter that you plug into. It turns it into a component plug-in, okay. but you only get one. So, <laughs> And I don't leave it hooked up because I think the cable is wider than my TV is. Mm. Well, my TV's like a half an inch thick or something. It's ridiculous. Uh, Matt says, I have been experiencing some of that sweat. Or it says sweat, but I'm assuming you meant sweet 4K-ness. Maybe, he is maybe it's so sweet it makes him sweat. Yeah, maybe the HDR is like pouring the light in, making him sweat. Maybe he's talking about Keith sweat. Could be. Could be. Uh, I am sold. No more of that weak 1080p-ness for me. I love HD in my face. <laughs> in wow. your face. I'm pretty in sure, the face. Pretty sure Elegant. 1080p is still HD. It is. Anything above... Uh, 720. Yeah. 720 and up is considered HD. Mm. Um, and what do they call... I guess they're sticking to UHD for 4K? I think that's what they're called. Yeah, ultra yeah. High or, or SUHD if you're Samsung. Oh, that's true. 
Super. Super, yeah, super high definition. Super ultra high definition. You know, it's yeah. better because they added the super in front. It's like a fucking yeah. Street Fighter game. Over. I know it. <laughs> uh, Sean says, anyone else getting cutscenes missing people in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda? It's a shame because the game is great, but with uh, many small annoyances slash bugs. No, but I did see some cutscenes where people just disappear right in the middle of them. I think I, I actually had. This is one of the few bugs that I've had playing through the game. There's a cutscene in one of the memories um, where my character is in it and people are talking to her. And when I saw the cutscene in the game, like they would turn the camera to where she was supposed to be, and she wasn't there, and her dialogue was gone. Mm. So imagine that conversation where like somebody's talking and it switches to one character and they're there talking back and then they switch to me and they're like, what do you think about this, writer? <laughs> and like literally, that's all it was. It was dead silence and nobody was there. That's, that actually happened to me a lot in Dragon Age Inquisition in my playthrough. Like, that happened a lot to me in the, my Mass Effect playthroughs, except my character was there and he'd just stare there, stand there and stare. That's probably wouldn't, worse. Wouldn't say uh, anything. I couldn't choose anything. That's kind of funny. Nivek wants to know if we're going to be live streaming Drew's wedding. No. <laughs> what about Periscope? <laughs> Can we Periscope it? Per- yeah, Periscope it, sure. <laughs> Come no, on, no, I'm not going to be doing anything like that. Well, 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 what if one of us sneaks down and Periscopes it? I mean, if you guys would like to see pictures, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of those. Oh, no, I'm going to make the trip down. Periscope it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious how many times you're gonna play Indestructible on DJ. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what she's that's coming what, down the aisle too. <laughs> that's what that's what they're gonna play after they're married, like they're, when they're walking back up the aisle as husband and wife, because their marriage is indestructible. I would pay right. anything to see Drew like like walking with some purpose on the way back out to that song. Mm-hmm. That would uh, get great. married dressed as El Fuerte. <laughs> Oh snap! He yep. he comes running That's down the aisle. Amazing. Super cooking time! <laughs> oh man, That's flying gigabuster! Oh boy! Uh, Nibak also says two months out from E three. Brace yourselves for rumors, leaks, and nukes. Nukes. I don't know anything about the term. nukes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting time. We're going to see a lot of things. We're going to see a lot of fake lists that will be popping out. You know, the entire schedule of the E3 presentation that's not real. Yeah. We get those every year. I'm sure some stuff will leak. It happens every time. Yep. Yep. So, what do you think Sony's big thing will be? I think they have a new game that they're announcing. Do you think it's the Sucker Punch game? Uh, could be. It depends on how far along it is. But I think they have a new IP that will be out this year. And then I think they're going to bank on fall with Gran Turismo Sport. New IP that's going to be out this year from yep. Sony. That's that's a stretch, isn't it? I just think I don't think any of the games that they've shown so far are going to hit this year. Even Days Gone. Nope. I think Days Gone is a next year game. I think Days Gone is this year. Pretty sure it is. I, I think it is too. To be honest yeah. with you, I think we're going to see a lot of it at E3, and it'll probably come out in like October. I think they showed too much of it at E3. Right? I, I, I don't, don't think, think they launch it this year because I think if they do, it gets swallowed this fall. Mm. It has no chance this fall against an Assassin's Creed, a Call of Duty, a Red Dead Redemption, and a Mario Odyssey. I think it has no shot against any of those. 
No, it doesn't have to come out in the same month. Just you know, do it in like October. It'll be fine. What would be the date? What what's, what's the date supposedly from that leak for Destiny? September. 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 That's actually a good month for Destiny. That's when they released the, the last one. one. Yeah, the first one I came out in September. And uh, the release schedules are pretty bone dry around the time Destiny 1 came out. Everyone was into that. It won't be yeah. bone dry this year. Probably not. This year's going to be ridiculous in every month except for maybe July. I think July is going to be the only month where we don't have a huge game coming out. Do you think Destiny 2 will be as successful as Destiny 1? Hmm, that's a good question. Actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Because Destiny, think so. Destiny One had the benefit of being on Xbox 360 and PS3. True. Whereas this one does not. So I and and that was the, the most revealing thing was when I went to the midnight launch, was which was the last midnight launch I've ever been to. I was the only me and two other guys were the only guys getting on PS4. Everybody else was 360. Yeah, that game had a big 360 following for a long time. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it'll. I will be interested to see how that game does. Uh, if people still want more Destiny, I don't know. I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Sure, I mean, I'm sure people will come back to it, but it's going to be something that's going to hook. And I wonder how many people have been burned to the point where they're not going to invest in it again. Hmm. I had a good time with Destiny One. Yeah, I, I had a good time with it. It just, I just, the half life of that game was much shorter for me than it was for everyone else because I just got bored of it faster. Yeah, I mean, I still that, sank like sixty hours in that game, even though it wasn't yeah. as big a game for me as it was for you guys. But yeah, I put about two hundred and forty hours into that game. That's what I'm saying. I mean, sixty hours feels small to what you guys put in, but that's still sixty hours. That's a lot of game. Oh yeah. So. Uh, Mookie also says, I recently finished Dead Space 3, Awakened, and man, I hope they make a fourth one because that ending was like a boner killer. I'll never beat that game. I don't remember the ending to Dead Space 3. (laughs) I remember the ending to Dead Space 3, but I think Awakening, isn't that the DLC for it or something? It probably is. It's been so long since I played a Dead Space game. Oh my god. That's a good series that died too soon, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a great series. Yeah. I even like the story in it that got all creepy with like the like uh, the creepy um, like religious cult following in it. Yeah. Like all that story was really cool. I like those it games. Just, it just Death Space Three was such a misstep that it kind of. I, I don't agree had. with that. I, I think a lot of people thought it was a misstep because mm-hmm. of the the microtransaction crap, which I never used. In that game. Well, well, whether you use it or not, using it, if, if a lot of people thought it was a misstep, then probably a misstep because you know it didn't do as well critically or as in sales. And also the 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 shoehorning of the co-op and killing of the tension of the game, like Dead Space Two is like one of one of my favorite games ever in the whole survival horror genre. But like Dead Space Three is like not even remotely scary or tense. So that's an issue. It's it's not a terrible game, but it just pales in comparison to Dead Space 2 and 1. I never beat it. I never beat Dead Space 2. <gasps> Good game. You Good should, game, man. You should you go play. back and play those. I got stuck because I played on the hardest difficulty. Uh, see, this is what I'm talking and about. And who are you have to blame for that? My roommate, Alan. Yeah, not you. Not you? Yeah. Not you, huh? Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. Because so Alan took... said, Alan said, don't be a bitch and just do it. So he took the controller from you and set it so on the went, hardest difficulty? And he, he went, fuck, 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 
<laughs> and then you, 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 you know, you're Marty McFly. What's the matter, McFly? Chicken? Yeah, chicken. <laughs> think McFly, think. Oh, that's funny. Uh, All right, uh, last week comes from Blue Apple Blue. He says, now that the new gen started, well, it's like four years ago, um, how was last gen games? Is it the worst? Well, last gen games coming after the Switch release count... Is he talking about this gen being over and that the Switch started another new generation? Cause I, that think that, I mean, that's what it sounds like. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, I yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. The Switch, is, the Switch is the first time that we'll see two Nintendo systems in the same generation. That's what that is. Will you even consider this? Is a generation even going to happen next? Yeah, there'll be a PlayStation 5. You think so? Yep, yeah, because uh, Sony put out the PlayStation 4 Pro, and it kind of didn't do what they wanted it to do. Well, what's the Scorpio going to be? I'm wondering if Microsoft's no going to position the Scorpio as an upgrade or as the next level. Is it's, this going to be the next Xbox? Yeah, to I'm, me, it's got to be the next Xbox, man. The difference in power is too much of a difference compared to like the Pro versus the PS4. That is, like, yeah, it's two times the power, but when you talk about like visually... It's not that much, but it's not Scorpio there, yeah. is huge. Yeah, Scorpio... The difference between Xbox One and Scorpio is ginormous. Yeah. I feel like, to me, in order for it to be the next generation, mm-hmm. it's eventually it's going to have to have games that you can't play I, on I the previous think, console. I think yeah. that's going to happen. I think what we're going to see going forward, uh, especially if Microsoft gets their way, is I think this is, for lack of a better term, let's call this the Xbox Four. Okay. I think the way they're going to do this now going forward is that they'll start it, the games will work on both, but eventually there's going to be like a line drawn in the sand that says this game does not work on Xbox One. This yeah. only works on Xbox Four, and you need to upgrade now. But this I think that'll will, be a year or two into the cycle. That has to be at least a year yeah, oh no, it'll, the they, won't do comes it. they won't do it in the first six months. They'll do it within the first year or two. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, are we expecting the Scorpio this year? It is coming this year. It is this year, right? Yeah, Phil Spencer so, confirmed it is coming this year. Yeah, Xbox One by itself probably doesn't have that much long to live then. Yeah, I'd say five, yeah, six years total. Do you mm. want to hear something really bad? Mm. I may actually get me a Scorpio. Oh, I'm buying sure. a Scorpio okay. day one. I mean, I buy them all. But, I bought a Pro. I bought a Switch. You know, uh, the the price for the Scorpio might be more than you're willing to spend, Drew. Well, I mean, my thing is, is that I've I've come to the conclusion I, I mainly play a lot of my shit on Xbox now. Sure. And I mean, you know, yeah, sure, I'll boot up my PS4 for you know The Last of Us and review games and stuff like that, but. Uh, the pro oh, is so. So what you're saying is you're choosing the Scorpio over PS5. Is that the thing? I don't know. Okay, it depends on what I see because I don't know when the PS5 is going to be coming out. Well, I right. think the, I think that's the problem Sony ran into with releasing the Pro is now they've got to at least give themselves two years or so before they basically say that four hundred dollars you just spent is worthless. Yeah. Which kind of sucks for them. They, I understand what they were going for, but it mm-hmm. worked out to Microsoft's benefit that the Pro launched a year before the Scorpio did. They got to see the problems that mm-hmm. an incremental console caused. Yeah. So. And if and if this new if the Scorpio truly is going to be what we're going to have going forward for the next five years, then yeah, I want to get on that. You yeah. know, if that's if it's going to be an incremental thing, 
then no, I probably won't buy it. But the minute they say, oh, we got games coming out this summer that you can't play on the Xbox One, then I guess I need to upgrade. I, yeah, of course, and you'll you'll actually want to play the games, of course. I well. think I think we're going to see a much bigger difference between Scorpio and Xbox One games than we do between PS4 and PS4 Pro games. Yeah, that's that's a given. Sure. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a huge gap between something like Shadow of More or Shadow of War on Xbox One S and Xbox Scorpio. But that's the, that's the problem we're going to have, right? Because whenever you put out a new system, you're kind of leaving the other system to die, you know, within a few months afterwards. But when it comes to Scorpio, it still feels like the the messaging is mixed. It, it feels like you should still buy the Xbox One. The Scorpio is just for people that, you know, want more power. So if you're going with that, then you also run to the same issue with the PlayStation 4 Pro, where you can't sell the Scorpio hard, because that would make the Xbox One look completely obsolete. But So you Microsoft, have to really pick your time. But Microsoft has the advantage of not being the leading seller. Mm-hmm. So moving to people to a new machine and converting people who want more power out of the PS4 may work to their benefit. Yeah, but only if they're willing to abandon the Xbox One as is, right? I mean, Microsoft so abandoned the original Xbox after four years. My my biggest concern sure. is is that all this new stuff is all great, but I have nothing that utilizes it. I'm not going to go out and buy a brand new TV. You know, I'm well, still running a, a standard old 1080p TV. Yeah, they're they're actually going to make a a point more than Sony did about benefits to 1080p TVs, from what I hear. So over, I'm not. Over I'm not going to be blind. Yeah, I'm not going to be blindly buying the Scorpio. I want to see what they're offering first. Yeah. Oh, sure, Certainly. sure. And I think the biggest thing, and I've said this a million times, you launch it at more than four hundred dollars, you're failing. You think you think Scorpio is going to launch at less than four hundred? I think it's got to be three ninety nine. I would wager at least five hundred. I th- th- then it'll fail. You think? A hundred percent. You can't put it next to the Pro, and say that it's a hundred dollars more. Unless they, they market, the big... they don't. If they don't market it as an incremental upgrade, but they have to. They don't necessarily have to. Mm, they can't abandon the Xbox One this fall. They can't. They won't abandon it, but they'll be like, "Yeah, this is our new system, and eventually you will have to upgrade." I just, I just don't see them doing that. <laughs> Microsoft is in a weird position where they're not the leader, so they can take a bigger chance. But I still don't think you can say that the Xbox One is now. Because that's what you're saying. If you launch the Scorpion and say, this is our machine, you're saying the Xbox One S is dead. If that's the case, then they'll, they'll at least have the time advantage over PlayStation. If they, do, like, if they do that, then maybe 500 isn't a bad price. But if you're still going to say the Xbox One is legitimate as a console, you can't launch it more than 400 the whole selling point of Scorpio looks like they're going for native 4K gaming, right? At playable, you know, like 30 to... Well, 60 is ridiculous. 60 on frank. 1080p TVs is what they're going for, and 30 at 4K would be my guess. 34K. And 30 at 4K right now, a video card equivalent to that performance right now is at about $500 by itself. So if you're talking about technology and all that it brings, I, yeah, I get it. You know, they're going to be able to min-max min their technology because it's not going to be a computer, uh, straight up, but if you're realistically thinking that a system that can do 4K at 30 frames per second is going to be less than 500, that's that's insane. They have to 
lose so much money in each selling each of the consoles because it would have so much hardware power behind it. But if they so, launch it at five hundred, they're not going to sell it. That's the question, right? That's the problem. So they're talking about all this power that it's going to have, but they can't give that power without having the appropriate price tag. So either they lose money on initial sales and sell it at a lower premium, or they go with the actual price and still probably end up losing money on each console sold, try to get the dominance of the market, and then go from there. So once again, it's a different problem altogether. So, oh man, this is a really rough situation for Microsoft. That's, yeah, that's going to be an uphill battle no matter what. I yeah. just think Microsoft is more likely to take the hit money-wise if they think they can get back into the lead position in the oh, game. They most certainly are the only company that can. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they have the... You know, they have the resources, sure. That's why I think that if they launch it more... Because let's be frank, PS4 Pro will be $350 this fall. And if you're trying to sell a system that has the same games and people can't tell the difference for $150 more, you're fucked. You're yeah, not, you're not going to sell it. You're, you're just not. I mean, that's 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 business. <laughs> I, I think... I think... If nothing else, PS4 Pro, as as much as I enjoy it, and I think Ken, like you, enjoy like the benefits of it, right? Sure, sure. But it's it's not it's not something that is a success. You know, it's like you can't look at it and say like, oh, this is a rousing success. It didn't like fail. It didn't completely go under. You know, but it's not something that was successful for Sony. So if Microsoft decides to go with the same angle again, they're in for the same kind of middling success, which is not what Microsoft needs. They need something that is huge. They need to overtake Sony. So I think they should just do away with this whole incremental upgrade idea and say Scorpio is the next Xbox. Every game on the Scorpio will not be on the Xbox One. And that's it. It's just a new new Xbox. And just go from there. At least that's what I feel. No, I definitely think they need Scorpio-exclusive games, but I still think that they should wait a year to do that. Because they've 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 said it too many times that Xbox. They, yeah, they 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 have actually kind of dug themselves in the hole. But I think they should change their uh, message, maybe delay their Scorpio to next year or something, and then make that into a next Xbox console. I don't know. <laughs> that would be the best idea, but we'll, we'll find out I, in May. Yeah, they're too. They're too. Is that when they're the doing their whole? The you know, announcement that's, conference that's what I'm Scorpio? hearing is that they're going to do an yeah. unveil of the Scorpio in May, and then at E3 they're going to talk about the games and a little bit more about Scorpio. Okay. okay. So a little over a month away for details then. Good. We'll have to talk again once we get some info. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see how this plays out because, like you, know, like you said, I enjoy the Pro, but I would never recommend Drew go buy a Pro. No, there's no reason for me to. That's what I'm saying. It's like you can get a PS4 that plays every game that is out there, and they look fine for 250 bucks. Exactly. Why the hell would I spend an extra 150 bucks? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the Scorpio's problem when it launches. Is if you're not, you can't. If the Xbox One S will probably be 199 dollars this fall. You can't put a Scorpio out that plays the same games as the Pro and the PS4 and the Xbox One for $300 more. Yeah. You just can't do that. Business-wise, that's just a failure. <laughs> it's not going to sell. That's just a failure waiting. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll it sell is. out at launch because every system sells out at launch because they make you know 500000 to a million of them. And there's a million people that'll buy this new machine because there's a million people who are like me who want the newest, best technology. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's not going to sell. No. So, I mean, and also, who knows? Maybe Nintendo will hit their stride and they'll be the big 
holiday system to own. Oh, uh, I mean, they they do have the exclusive at the holiday season, right? Yeah, I mean, they got they Mario. Mario. Mario is the big game for the holiday season outside of Red Dead. I mean, I think those are your two biggest games for the holiday. They did say Xenoblade 2 2017, no. but I don't believe them no. for a second. That game is <laughs> not, not even for a second. That's not going to happen. Anybody who says that is delusional and on the crack. That if game they can is... get a Monster Hunter game out in the fall of this year, I might well, buy That's it not a seller, though. For me, it is. For, me, for you, but not for, for me. Drew's going to buy it. I'm yeah. going to buy it. And there's a lot of people who love that game, especially Actually, in Japan. Their better bet is to get a Pokemon out for this fall. True. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a that's a bigger more <laughs> that one. Appeal. That one gonna sell your system. But I don't think we'll see a Pokemon game this year. Well, they're working on one. The question is, is if it makes it out this year, or if it's going to be um, next year. Uh, and do you think it will be Switch, or do you think they'll do the safe bet and put it on 3ds? They're doing one for Switch. They have said that. Yeah, they are working on a game for Switch. Okay. So we will see. That'd be, that would be pretty big. I also think, I mean, we're getting Mario Kart in about a month, but I also think we see Smash Brothers and maybe something else. Not this year, dude. Come on, Smash Brothers this year? No way. Ports. Okay, maybe a port, sure. Um, I'm know. saying we see Smash Brothers Wii U with all the DLC for 60 bucks this fall. You're going to buy that for 60 bucks? I'd pay 60 bucks for that with all the DLC. Oh, yeah. Fucking okay. Cloud. Cloud, yeah, Bayonetta, I, I mean, there's a bunch of DLC. If you bought all of the DLC in the game on Wii U right now, you're looking at about 100, 100 plus. Mm. So if you put it on the Switch, which has a real controller, then I buy it with all the DLC in a heartbeat. Mm. Smash Brothers is like the ultimate, like they should call it Super Smash Brothers fan service. That's what that game is. It is. Yeah. Literally is fan service, the game. I'd buy that. I'll buy a Mario Kart. It's got fucking Cloud Strife in it, for Christ's sake. Drew, we know. Relax. It's got, <laughs> Ryu, you, it's got come, Ryu in it. Where do you come up with that? I mean, like, that's like the most random fucking character you could put in a Smash Brothers game. Or that yeah, Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta. With the exception of the fact that the series also had Solid Snake in it at one point. It did. True. But there was a GameCube game that was Metal Gear Solid. There was never a Final Fantasy like sure. 7 game you know, on the Nintendo consoles. Hey, man. Cloud Strife, Smash Brothers. I'd play yeah. that. I heard it's got Cloud Strife in it. Cloud Strife? Did you? <laughs> there was no. I'm gonna there was no, there was no Street Fighter game on the Wii U, but Ryu was in uh, Super Smash. Street Bros. Fighter was in 3DS, Nintendo console. I said it wasn't on the Wii U. It doesn't matter. As long as it's on the Nintendo console, never a Final Fantasy VII game on the Nintendo console ever, though handheld or otherwise. So that was the surprise, the big surprise. Yeah, I'd buy, I'd buy, my point is I'd buy Smash Brothers for sixty bucks with all the DLC. Okay, in a heartbeat. And I think they're going to do a lot more of those Wii U games ported to the Switch. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of those. Oh, when is Splatoon two? Summer. That's all they've said. Summer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody just sent me that that uh, picture. I have to send it to you guys. I don't. It's just if I click, it just commence the jiggling. <laughs> Is it a GIF? You got your you got your night vision goggles. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right. So that that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to shoot us some emails, because we don't have any, so send us some emails. They're at podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to tweet at us, follow us at n4g podcasts. We will read your tweets on the air. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, Ryan is at our Wombold. Drew is at. Uh, 
God, I forgot your DML Fury. <laughs> wow. How many times have you said DML Fury Too in many. the many years? I, yeah. I, I, for some reason, my brain was like, is it Frustrated Fury? DML Fury changed. It used once. to be. It used to be Frustrated Fury. I don't know why my brain went there. It's a crazy day. Uh, and Jay is at Bottomside Jay. You can follow me and the site at ZTGD. And check out Phoenix Down. Yep. Maybe. The Last of Us. The Last of Us is coming. Mm-hmm. You can hear how Drew hates that game. Yeah. You can send him nasty tweets. Yeah. To send DM, me some emails. To, at DML Fury. Yep. <laughs> at DML Fury, yeah. <laughs> but that is it for this week. We'll be back next week where there's probably 37 new games to talk about because 2017 might be the greatest year of gaming of all time. It's kind of I crazy. Think. If everything makes it out this year, you know, Mario, Zelda, Red Dead. Like if all Zelda, those games, Zelda made it out, Ken. But I'm just Zelda saying, like if, if the rest of these games make it out, okay. and you can say, "Here's everything that came out in 2017." Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. Yes, it is. But unless anybody has anything else, that's it. Is it? No, that's it. Bye. Welcome to the N4G Podcast.